of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening tonight all over the globe, intergalactically, on a flat earth, on a flat panel, on your flat screen TV, on a computer, on your tune-in device. I don't care how the hell you're listening. Thank you for joining us tonight on this beautiful evening. Yes, it's August 23rd, 2016. We're broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. The studio almost burned down, but it's still here. It did not go crispy cream to the ground. We're here, we're live, and we're here to entertain you for the next two hours. And we have a fantastic guest tonight, but first... As always, and let me introduce the crowd, uh, to the crowd, my uh, crew here, the one and the only, my radio hetero life mate, the other guy. Say hello, other guy. Hey, that's me. I get to be the other guy. Wow. <laughs> Every week it gets more and more disappointing. He's so I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be quiet, calm, cool, and collected. Because you, like, I'm, I'm here all, like, hippity hoppity skippity scoppity happy Look, and, other guy, and you're like, you like I'm disappear here. the second hour. So you, when you first are introduced, you gotta, you gotta you have bring, to bring it. it. Yeah, yeah, man. You need to be like, uh. Alright, one more time, one more time, one more time. One more time, one more time. Hold on, hold on. Shh, one more time. All right, introducing my radio hetero life mate, the one and the only, the other guy. Say hi, other guy. Hi. <laughs> All right, moving on. And with us, as usual, is the one, the only, the lovely, the best in the business, Crystal Storm. What's up, big pookie? How you doing, little pookie? I'm good. I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm so excited. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, a Jones and good time. And it joining us, do we, does this mean we could call it Pokemon? No, no, oh. just no. <laughs> but joining us, the fourth wheel on this Skywatchers Radio, who unfortunately is not gonna be there with us this weekend, the one and only Christopher J. Brown. What's up, buddy? How you doing tonight? Hello. How's everybody doing? Yes, I am. Okay, the, the, okay. You complain about me. Okay, yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Okay, hang on. He's always like this, though. Hang on, time out, though. But Mr. Brown, Mr. Swag, always comes in like that. Like he's like fucking like Luther Vandross. It's always that deep, you know, what's up? Yeah, the but I don't want to do Yeah, but see, like I don't want to Luther. Over the scale. He could be this is like, true. He could just like tell a joke, or he could be in another voice, or he could just, you know, not say anything. It's just you never know. <laughs> oh, this the other guy. Yeah, no, but it, it's true, though. Yay, wee! But I, I want Luther Vandross before he had, like, you know, had the disease and died. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, Chris. I was, I was Come on, to, Chris. I was trying, Chris. I was trying to work out. Yeah, Chris, Luther Vandross, that. really? You're Luther Vandross? You're, you're helping me out. I was, I was giving it a good Christ. shot. Jesus. I'm expecting the, bus on the, wheel, the wheels on the bus go round and round. That's all I'm expecting at this point. 
My goodness. Um, oh my. Why? Oh, I don't know. Now I don't know where to go with that. Because now that song's playing in my head. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to join us and join the and join the fun, please call on in. Open lines for the first hour: seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, that's seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. And uh, fellas, ladies of all ages, you're gonna have a lot of uh, fun tonight. We're gonna have a great guest, yeah. Mark Brinker Brinkeroff. Please. Brinkerhoff? Brinkerhoff. Yeah. I knew I was going to butcher it. Mark Brinkerhoff is going to be on with us. Maybe even Phyllis Brinkerhoff is going to be with us. Uh, yes. She's going to be roaming, I hear. Yes, around. yes. She will, she will be She will be hovering. So, yes, I'm very hovering interested to around. talk to Mark. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. He's been on the network before on other shows, and uh, I've been, you know, wanting to be on Skywatchers with us so we could talk to him and uh, have a, a powwow with him. Mm-hmm. So, oh. now Mark has been. He's got like yeah. videos. He's had a lot of experiences, yeah. so it should Check be, this out. be a good hour. I'm very uh, Mark. That's, that'll be fun. Mark has been a contactee, and uh, he's been seeing physical UFOs with and without witnesses. By the way, since he was four years old, okay, he started that's taking cool. photos of UFOs in 1976 before I was born, with film, and stopped temporarily in 1986 after I saw Return of the Jedi. I think there's something to do with me there. In 2008, he began shooting UFOs again with digital cameras, and though he had been seeing extraterrestrial light ships and ETs, even when he wasn't trying to capture them on film, uh, he still was capturing them on film. So even accidentally he was catching the stuff, and, and uh, we're going to be joined by him tonight, and we're going to talk about his paranormal events, his activities that he's uh, you know taken on since he's uh, been involved in ufology, and uh, I cannot wait to talk to him on the show. It's going it's to be a lot of fun. He's going to be with us in the second hour tonight, not the first hour. We're going to have a lot of fun in the first hour without him, and then we're going to have a lot of fun on the second hour with him. But the first hour we're going to do some news, uh, some stuff that uh, is uh, you know, current right mm-hmm. now in the news. And um, one thing that I wanted to lead off with, because I saw this uh, link that the other guy here sent, uh, which kind of intrigued the heck out of me. Until oh, I saw where it came from. Until I saw where it came from. And it's one of this, these clickbait websites that makes you click on a bunch of different things for, you know, money. And uh, it's, uh, what, Z-O-N News, ZoneNews.com. I've never even heard of them. I know. I never try to, I try to not, like, I try to at least skim the article to see if it's crap before I judge it. Right. <laughs> I do that. I do that too. Before I call Batswatch on it, but you know, hard to find sometimes. But so. it says here it says a grand anomaly has recently been detected on the lunar surface, and it strongly resembles an entrance to a hollow place inside the moon. Now, uh, it says here on December twenty first, nineteen sixty eight, NASA's Apollo eight mission took flight towards. Earth natural satellite, the moon, and the event marked a historic moment for humanity as it carried the first humans off the Earth orbit and into the moons. The mission, led by Commander Frank Borman, Command Module Pilot James Lovell, and, of course, Lunar Module Pilot William Anders, uh, became the first human mission to see the to see and also photograph the far side of the moon. We all know that, right? Now, mm-hmm. check this out. A total of 2,908 pictures were taken using 70-millimeter cameras installed on the lunar orbiter. And uh, surprisingly, or not, several anomalies came into picture. After the, orbiter, um, after the orbit of the moon 10 times over the course of 29 or 20 hours, the crew took final shots on the dark side of the moon. Dun-dun-dun. What did they find? An entrance to the dark side of the moon. An entrance oh, to God. the dark side of the moon? Oh, an entrance on the dark side of the moon. Whichever. It's a dark side entrance. Dark- <laughs> the dark wow. side is Sounds powerful. like a second big foil album. 
Yes, it actually does. I wish we could have another Pink Floyd album like that. That would be great. That would be great. Now, since you're, I will not go into calling this uh, re- uh, re- this remarkable appearance uh, a mothership or a UFO because it clearly resembles some kind of a structure. Some uh, some UFO analysts consider it to be a three-dimensional object found on the surface because it allegedly leaves a slight shadow over the uh, area, uh, and that would only uh, lead us to an alien spacecraft assumption, which I don't really think to be the case, says the article. And from the looks of this thing, it could be. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it could be some kind of an object there. Also, it could be something, you know, that accidentally got, you know, there by some mistake in the processing. You know, that's also a possibility. I don't think it's, it doesn't look like it's an actual entrance into the moon, though, from what I'm looking at the picture here. That's, yeah, it doesn't to me either. It looks like something on the moon more than a hole. Right. It looks like a giant gash. uh, Maybe a giant base on the moon. Yeah, it would be really, really huge. That yeah, that's, well, if that was the base, it'd be a humongous base for sure. Right. Uh, but you know, we've we've heard for years talk about there being a base on the dark side of the moon. Well, sure. this is the dark side of the moon, and this, this looks like a giant, side. humongous base. So, could this be the base that people have been talking about for many, many years? It could very well be. My, you know, my question here is, why did it take this long for this to come out? Well, why does it take this long for anything in ufology to come out, you know? I think, are yeah, we no. still, like, finding, you know, bits and pieces of, you know, evidence from all these kind of different stories? I mean, we've been talking about the moon for how long? Forever. <laughs> you know? Since mankind began. <laughs> I mean, but, here's, but here's the thing. Look, when the uh, the famous Mars face picture came out, right, when that mm-hmm. first was taken, that came out immediately. It's not like NASA hid it. You know, it, it, it was in the public. People saw it. They were like, oh, it's a face on Mars. You know, that was, what, in the 70s? Yeah, that's true. That was a while. You know, so it's, look, there's certain things that NASA hides, and some things they just don't hide because they make mistakes and they just, you know, they're released by accident. This is the type of thing that I would think it would just be released by accident. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand why it would take that long for it to come out, but at the same time, I'm looking at it and it, and it looks like it go, it could go either way. It could be something on the moon. It, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a ship, personally. It doesn't look like some kind of a ship hovering over the moon. It really doesn't. Um, it looks like it could be just stationed there, like a base type of thing. Maybe some kind of anomaly that happened in the processing of the film. Because if you look at the thing, it actually has a structure that kind of resembles the moon itself in the middle. All squished yeah. up. So yeah. what I'm thinking is maybe there's an anomaly within the picture, or that there's a picture within the picture, and it kind of like a squished together. I think it's just folding space. Okay. okay. Ex- explain okay. yourself on that one, because... <laughs> Woo, that went over my head, and I'm sure Crystal uh, over her head, too. I think brain. it's just a space fold. Ace. Okay. You still haven't explained it. You said it twice. I still don't know what you mean by that. Well, uh, I'm thinking that it explain might be not yourself. an optical illusion, but a distortion in space-time that actually is we're seeing a piece of the moon on the moon in the moon. A piece it's of the seen. moon on the moon <laughs> in the moon. Do you even know what you just said? You mean you a big rock sitting there? that out of your booty hole? I think he pulled that one out of the booty hole, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm no, what, what, I honestly think it I'm might calling be Batsquatch on his answer there, Chris. No, I'm, I'm calling just, Batsquatch I'm just on that. Maybe that, maybe that it's a black liquid or maybe it is some type of a liquid, like we have liquid on this planet, and that's an island in the center. Yeah, I have, you know what, it, I hmm, feel like it's an anomaly, but I have a hard time seeing this as a base 
I can't it, see it as a base it just, either. It, it looks a little I, – I don't know, but it's definitely an anomaly. And, and, you know, we've had – I mean, there's been lots of discussion about, you know, the moon being hollow because of the sound that it makes and all that kind of stuff. Right, So right. I think there's definitely stuff to be explored there. I just don't know about this. But it's definitely weird, so I wouldn't call – you know, bat squatch on it, but I'm not. I mean, it could be a hole. I don't. It could be a base. I'm not ruling any of those out. It just. I don't. Maybe I don't see it. But then again, I. You know, what look, I, think I know a moon base would look like is probably not what a moon base right. actually looks like. So correct, correct. And you're absolutely right on that because this is not uh, Space 1999. Right. It's not going to look like anything we expected. Well, no, not not only that, exactly. but you got to remember, uh, if aliens make this, it's not going to look like anything we're familiar with because it's aliens. exactly. That's very, also very so, true. Yes, so must acknowledge that. So it could be, in mm-hmm. which case, your base looks yeah. weird. I like this. Can yeah. I, I can come see? I can come see? Can I, can I go take a trip, too? I want to go see that it. Be, come on, we want to go see cars. See, after <gasps> so we leave the symposium this weekend, we'll go to the moon. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. Let us do that. This video, by the way, underneath the article, I can't listen mm-hmm. to the sound, but I'm looking at all the pictures, and it's weird. This is a weird-ass yeah, video. It, it, you know, look, it, you look, can't deny look, it's look, something odd. Well, the video underneath the article, I don't know if I'm – is uh, it kind of goes the, – the gamut it talks about or it's showing pictures of the moon thing, and then it goes on to show a picture of a – I guess an, a supposed alien skeleton towards the 8-minute and 35-second mark. Has, well, it's giving, you a whole, it's just giving you a whole bunch of news from this guy, so – or yeah. different things, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it's related to that particular base or – no, no, I, I didn't know. It's not, but it, it's definitely showing some some cool shit. Just some weirdness. Yeah, yep. yeah, it is. It's showing some weirdness. So the video, the video underneath the article is definitely worth taking a look. All right. I'll say this much. I, I mean, I'm not gonna call a full bat squatch on it, also, because it, it is an anomaly. It's on the moon, or it's on the picture itself, or whatever. Um, it's something that we haven't seen before, so that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Definitely. Definitely. I have heard about bases on the moon for many, many years before this show and after the show. There's going to be talk about that kind of stuff until we find one. I've seen the video. I don't know if you guys seen the uh, the Apollo video, supposedly, of the astronauts. They, they found a base, and they're, like, walking around the base and stuff. And There's a whole video on that on YouTube that somebody leaked out, supposedly. Nobody's taking credit for it. Nobody said it's real or it's a hoax. It's just there. So, you know, you, you do with that what you wilt. Uh, but... After seeing you know stuff like this, it kind of adds to that credibility of yeah, there's definitely some kind of moon base, which I don't doubt. Uh, in fact, didn't we crash it. a satellite to the moon yeah, uh, sure. what a year ago? Right, we crashed on right. Um, yeah. I wonder why they did that. Uh, maybe to get rid of a base that was on there, big explosion. Maybe yeah, that or mining. I've always said the big thing was mining. Uh, if if there's if they went up there like the very first time they landed, they went up there and just seen you know as Precious jewels and diamonds and stuff that were right there. Do you think they would have came back and told everybody that? The other the other countries and stuff that knew we were all going to the moon and all that. I would have thought it would have been a, a secret thing. They would have came and they would have always been underneath the uh, the 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 the, um, the rug type of thing. And you know who knows? Maybe they have a big thing going on up there where it's a uh, big huge mining operation. It could be. I find the moon to actually be more fascinating than Mars and, and the mm-hmm. other planets. I, I really do. You know, I, we need to get more guests to talk about the moon because there's just so much about it that just doesn't make sense and raises the, you know, the flags of, of you know, who, what, when, where, why, you know, what's there. Um, I almost think that the moon is 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 more of a key to kind of where we came from and and, and the history of Earth and all that kind of stuff than the other planets are. I really do. Like if Here's we just figure out the Here- moon, it would be like the key to unlock the other keys 
here's a theory that I had uh, a while back, and uh, then I, you know, stopped smoking pot. So I, it's a theory that I probably won't, won't go with again because I was really <laughs> high when I thought of this. Uh, but it, it hit me one day, and I was like, "What if the moon was Noah's Ark?" Because there's been talk about the moon being a satellite, uh-huh. being some kind of a, a ship yeah. constructed. Yep. You know, what if that's where all the animals from some planet that was dying got into, uh, and it flew through space into it landed mm. on this planet, and it just stationed itself there. And yep. then the, and the, the how beings all came to Earth. Other ships, uh, dude. Other ships, not, man. Little smaller ships. ships. Oh my God! I see. And Come this on, is that's an easy to, answer to the pot that I have smoked. But there is <clears> I <was> reading <laughs> some of the esoteric <clears> texts <throat> when you talk about the Tower of Babel and the mm-hmm. and the stairs. There, yep, yep. I mean, it literally was. I mean, they're talking about like a, a an elevator or a teleportation device or something that went from Earth to the Moon. So Correct. a lot of those te- yep. a lot of those texts are interpreted like that. So it would make sense that there is something there that is back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we know that. I mean, we know that the moon is weird. We've all heard the, you know, the the arguments that the moon was placed there. That it's not like a natural orbit type of thing. Something put it Correct. there, and then you combine yep. that with everything else, and it's a big anomaly. Like I, f- I feel like the moon is a really important thing for us to figure out. Maybe what, we are it, from it Mars, and we use that to get here. I don't know. Maybe space Actually, station on the way. It makes a lot of sense. That's been a theory of mine for and a long the time. Moon that we are the Martians. Tide, so. Maybe that's it too, you know. Well, I don't know about that. That's never really been 100% proven. I mean, you can't really prove that because, well, you can't really prove that because you've never had the moon leave for a few years to be able to test the theory whether it affects the tides or not. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, well, it it obviously affects the full moon. Yeah. One at a one at a time. One at a time, guys. Who said what? It affects the tides now. So we think. Um. Yeah. You. You can actually. Uh, see the differences in the gravity fluctuations with the water, uh, oh. with tides, because they have records and charts of it. I'm not a marine biologist. I am what not that a to do with marinist. Mm-hmm. I am not Aquaman. Uh, I have no idea of how tides work. Thank God you're not Aquaman. Jesus. Yeah. And so that's that's the thing, you know. That when you so when you go to when you say on that when you say about you know the taking the animals and doing all that then i guess that that would that would make sense the moon was does was for the flooding of the earth then it something happened and see, when we talk about or the flooding of mars i never thought that, that we were talking about literally taking animals i always i mean especially with some and i've read some crazy shit um especially with a lot of things i read i always thought it meant a dna samples like he, yeah. well, it could have been they, like, like you seen laboratory the, not have like, you seen uh, hold on hold on have you seen hold on hold on hold on the possibility of them finding a wooden structure on Mount Ararat that matches doesn't the, matter. Uh, that's just a ship. That, it's just a ship. The description. Wait, here's yeah, the thing. Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Have you guys seen the movie Titan AE? The animated yes. movie. Okay, that's kind of the theory in the movie where they take this giant moon-like structure that is a scientific building inside with DNA, like crazy amount of DNA from the planet, that they're going to move to another world that has life on it so they could continue human life and, and Earth-type life on there. Hmm. Food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. I mean... Yeah, uh, I don't know enough about that other guy to be able to be able to. I I, I think it's yeah. I think it's a possibility. I just I don't I don't take I don't take those things literally. I mean, it, you know, it, especially you know when you talk about talking to a burning bush, I don't think he actually talked to a burning <laughs> bush. You know, I think he, I, I think he did. Think, I think they might. I think he did. I think he did. No, no, hold on. <laughs> this is hold on. This is how that conversation went. This is how that conversation went. It was like it's so I'm like so. 
So you're telling me if I burn this bush and I smoke it, I can see God. But you gotta pass it, right? Okay, pass to the right hand side. <clears throat> That's how that conversation went. And somewhere Samuel Jackson was in the background saying, Motherfucker, you smoke it! <laughs> Samuel, I and then you pass yes. it! Yes, that is who needs to narrate my life. Complete side note. Oh, for sure. For sure. Faux <laughs> show. Faux show. But I, I mean, Freeman. it could be. It could be. I, you know, maybe. Maybe maybe there was a boat and maybe there really you know, were animals on it and it went down exactly as as it as I don't believe that, but it could be. No. I mean, you know. No. The I more I know, it. the more I realize I don't know. So I must acknowledge that I could be mistaken and you could be right. And there could have been a fucking boat and a zoo and a whole nine yards. Who knows? We don't know. We weren't there. That's the problem. We don't yep. know, but somebody does. If Those you say darn so. Democrats. So. Yep. <laughs> they know. I don't think they're that Hillary bad. knows. I don't think, the, mm. I don't think, I don't think she's Podesta and Hillary knows. I'm telling you. Hillary know. doesn't know. Hillary doesn't know anything. She well, deleted every, point. She deleted all her knowledge. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But they found some, and apparently it's not good news. Segway uh, into other subjects that okay. make no off sense politics, in ufology. No more okay, politics. Anyway. No more politics. No but more Hillary politics. sucks. Okay, so what is this Snopes article about? Hillary sucks. Oh, what? What? My birthday? What do you mean? <laughs> New footprints where? What? Uh, How? Lunar f- apparently, Snopes says lunar footprints are false. No okay, but here, I think, no I think... lunar footprints. I think okay, whatever well, I read I on Snopes.com... Really interesting because apparently the spacesuit... The spacesuit does not match the footprints. Okay. I take anything I read on Snoops.com with a humongous grain of salt. Oh, they big fat lying liars too? Damn it, is nothing oh, true? Time. Nothing is true. Nothing is true. Uh-oh. Nothing. It's know. all it's all one big lie. It's all a lie. It's all an illusion. So we can't a lie on the Snoops to actually no. discredit or credit something. The Snoops no. is a lie. Is that what you're telling me, Jaguar? They're all liars, fakes, wow. and liars. Oh my goodness! Your whole life has been based on lies. Everything well, from that childbirth. I, knew. I know it's so sad. And now do you believe stuff you <laughs> read on, on the internet? Right. Let me do this right. Neo, what if I told you it was all a lie? Whoa, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Whoa, I just downloaded Kung Fu on Pornhub. I mean, BitHub. I mean, BitTorrent. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. Very telling, one, that Whoa. Pornhub was the first thing you said, and number two, yep, yep. you do a much better Neo than you do Morpheus. Don't ever try to say Morpheus again. For real. Whoa. Don't, don't do it. You yeah. know Mr. something? Anderson. Strange foot, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Was that, like a, that was that like a was that like a was that like a member of the Ninja Turtles? That was, was the, the best that? time traveling Keanu Reeves movie ever. Yeah, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. That's right. Wow, strange things are afoot at the Circle K, dude. Rufus, why is it a telephone? Oh my goodness, Rufus. Oh my goodness. When are we gonna rock with the Wild Stallions, Rufus? <laughs> yeah, Wild Stallions. Anyway, there is actually a picture. And it says that Neil Armstrong's suit, preserved in a museum, does not match up with the footprints that they actually have a picture of from the moon. And if you well, look at the picture in the footprint, 
that they are correct. It doesn't match. So I don't know the authenticity of either picture, however. Mm -hmm. It was the other shit. He was wearing Nikes because they were sponsored, and that's why it looks different. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is sponsored by Nike. I know. Isn't that sad? Which is interesting. These boots were made for moonwalking. If that's the case, then what the hell are those footprints? Just just to have a little fun with it. Like, if that's well, here, not yeah, those but, footprints, hold on, hold on. then what? I mean, who would hold on, hold on, hold up on. with it, some Timberlands? Hold on, hold on. If you, if you look at the article, it says, Claim, the boots of the launch from spacesuits don't match up to the footprints supposedly left on the moon. Then it says, a, there's a big fat X that says, False! The Apollo 11 mission has been fodder for conspiracy theorists ever since the lunar excursion module uh, touched down on the moon's surface on the 20th of July, 1969, who already debunked several of the rumors holding that it were elaborate hoaxes uh, staged by terrestrial facilities. Uh, In August 2016, we came across a new item that suggested proof of a fake moon landing that could be found by examining the boots of our uh, astronaut, Neil Armstrong. Uh, the first man who walked on the moon, right? Uh, well, uh, apparently it's saying that's fake. So, that's what they say. That's what they're yeah. saying. But you just but, said, Jack, that we can't rely on them because they're liars. Yeah, at the bottom of the yeah, boot looks like there's a moon dead. on there. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. We could have a seance and be like, Neil Armstrong, are you listening, Neil Armstrong? Have a seance. I know, right? Next you know, Edgar Mitchell's going to be like, stop bothering us. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Edgar Mitchell. Well, if he calls in, he calls in, and then we can interview him. There you go. Uh, the bottom of the boot has like a moon like a moon thing on it, too. You see that? It does. That's pretty Maybe cool. Maybe they took the heel off and like they put that on there. I don't know. If you look really, really close on the, uh, on the moon surface where the footprint is, you'll see the rubberized thing that says made in China backwards. So, uh, oh, that's kind of, oh, that's, that, you know, it's ours then. Okay. Never mind. He was yep. totally fine. Yep. That's us. Yeah, okay. All, all the great on. stuff is made in China. Yeah. All the good stuff. Apparently a NASA scientist claims that there are UFO spaceships living on Saturn's rings. I believe that. Yeah. Send me that link. No. Well, actually, actually there's this really cool book. That was published in the seventies called the Ringmakers, uh, Ringmakers of Saturn. Okay. I think it was. Elaborate Why on that. Why does this sounds that. familiar to me? But yes, keep talking. No, no, no. They showed that uh, there were these large ships. Hang on one second. I'm finding it right now. It's now a PDF available right now. Hang on one second. Hello. I'm sending. I'm sending the. Li- I'm, okay. Um. What I find interesting was is that it actually showed these giant large ships, which actually match the series. Um, what was the spaceship? Not spaceship, but the probe that we launched that showed um, that something was being sh- that that something shot it down right before we lost transmission. Um, huh? I'm trying to remember when that was. Damn it! I'm so versed in so many different things. I don't know all the exacts. But anyway, look. At, you'll notice that there are. Wow. There, if you look know, at the link great. that I sent you, there are all sorts of pictures showing these large, giant ships that can be seen with the infrared spectrum cameras that literally are going in and out of the rings. And you can actually see them blocking out the ring light. They're actually creating a wake in the rings as well, too. Interesting. Really, really cool. 
I'm posting this on our Facebook page. If you guys want to check it out, go to facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, and you'll be able to see the images right there and see the articles right there. Everything's posted on there. Also, in the uh, chat room, if you guys go to our Skype chat by going to psn-radio.com and going to the chat room area, which, by the way, i got to update some of the shows on there. My bad. But if you scroll down and hit the Skype tab or the uh, Skype icon, You'll be able to join the chat right away and, and join and join on join into the conversation and see all the links that we're gonna drop in there as well. So you'll be able to keep up with what we're talking about. Uh now I have not seen uh, this article, uh, but I heard uh, or read you know the uh, description earlier when you first uh, gave it to us, but I have not had a chance to go over it. Um I don't doubt that there's you know, some kind of uh, life forms living on the rings of Saturn. Doesn't doesn't shock me. In fact, I'm the one who said that eventually I think we're going to find out that our solar system is teeming with intelligent life, that we're just being mm-hmm. kept in the dark. Um, mm-hmm. Probably life all over the place, a lot of it subter- you know, subterranean life, you know, underground life. I think that's where we're going to find a lot of the... Uh, I think we're the things. only people that are living on the planets, not in the planets. Maybe. Yeah, I think we're living on the surface, and we're going we're to be the only you know species that eventually you know we find out that it lives on the surface of the planet. Maybe we came from Mars, maybe there was life on the surface of Mars at one point. But now everything is just underground because, hey, that's the way it's got to be. Because, uh, you know, the surface is not habitable anymore. But maybe it was a million years ago or two million years ago or whatever it was. Guys, we've got to hit a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more news. And uh, we have a lot more stuff, uh, you know, ahead. And plus, uh, like I said, in the second hour, Mark Brinkinoff is going to be off with us, uh, going to be with us. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I know I butchered his name again. Damn it. It's okay. It's okay. He's, he's a super nice. He's a super nice guy. He's gonna forgive us. Mark is gonna be with us. All right. Let's just call yeah. Mark. Mark B. Well, there you go. There you go. Guys, we'll be right back in two and two. Stick around. This is Sky Watchers Radio. Roswell. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy s***. That was the yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. An identified flying something. Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. And we're back live on Skywatchers Radio, and uh, we're going to have more news. The music you're listening to right now belongs to Space Boy. It's called Intellectual Love. Shout out to Space Boy for always providing awesome music for us to play. Love Space Boy. Good, good guy. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this video that uh, you sent us here, uh, other guy. And uh, I'm telling you, this is intriguing stuff. I mean, uh, look, I've always, like I said earlier, I've always said that we're going to find life all over the uh, the cosmos, all over our solar system, and we're going to find out that we, we're just like the new kids on the block when it comes to like life in the solar system. Oh, we so are. Yeah, we're like, completely yeah. new. We're the babies of the bunch, you know. And uh, we're going to find out right. all kinds of stuff in the near future. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, that is the biggest part of the disclosure. Uh, you know, that they don't want to, they don't want to tell us because. You know, yeah, it's great to say, yeah, aliens are coming from Alpha Centauri or from another galaxy, you know, light years away. That's that's great. Yeah, there's life outside of our galaxy. That's fantastic. But it's a lot scarier for a lot of folks to to understand and realize and know for a fact there's life in our own neighborhood that is not, that's yeah. not Earth-like. Life in other planets in our solar system. That's going to be scary for a lot of folks, mostly white people. That's going to be scary <laughs> for them. True. They don't and know you know how to what? deal I with really this stuff. Mostly scientists. A lot of the big deals with disclosure is human arrogance. Like yes. we couldn't, like we wouldn't be able to stand not, you know, you know, knowing that there was this alien mm-hmm. civilization out there that was smarter than us and better prepared than. I mean, Jesus, the military-industrial complex would lose its mind. Oh, forget like, that. Oh scientists look. Scientists <laughs> you know? would would lose their minds because scientists are the most arrogant people on the planet. They think oh, they know everything. So oh, now yeah. this throw a monkey wrench into their entire argument of life and how life evolves in the oh, universe. Absolutely, yeah. So it, 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 so you have to worry. It would totally ruin religion. Yeah, well, not it, so much religion. I don't think it would ruin religion exactly. It might put a, a dent in religion and make them rethink their strategy. But religion, look, it's bullshit. They are going to find a way to continue the bullshit. That's all it is. Religion is going to find a way to incorporate this into their bullshit. That's we'll all it is. Try to spread democracy and Christianity to the aliens on Saturday. Correct. Watch. Yes. <laughs> And then we're going to slaughter them, and they don't convert. That'll be the new campaign that they they need, they need to believe in Jesus and and democracy. Otherwise, yeah, we're I don't, I don't we think go send some pilgrims out there. I don't think religion know. is going to take as big of a hit. Look, the Vatican has come out with that Lucifer telescope. They've come out with you know all kinds.
kinds of stuff in the last few years saying, yeah, aliens are part of God's plan. <laughs> aliens are cool. They're part of God's plan. They were, were all their creatures. All the creatures out there were all God's plan. Such an arrogant thing for us to say. It's just ridiculously arrogant. Like, aliens have to be from God. And just, just shut right. up. Just stop talking. Just, just stop. Just, I mean, you can for, believe it. That's fine. Just, that's just fine. Stop. Doesn't have to apply. I to mean, the aliens. yeah, but this is the no. way they are going to be able to put you know this into their paradigm. They're going to be able to, to adjust their way of thinking, their religious beliefs, by saying, "Well, you know, God made the universe, right? God made all the planets. God made the heavens and the earth. God made Mars. God made everything. So, yeah, this is part of His plan. We're just now becoming more aware of the larger scale of God's plan. That's all oh, this yeah. is." That's and it. this well, is this is go. the way they're going to get away with it, and it's fine. I don't care. Let them get away with it, as long as they don't go and start wars on other planets, because we don't need well, that. You know, and that, that's, that's what that's scares me. Because well, they human beings, first, you know, we got to defend ourselves. Well, that's understandable, but human why beings by our very I mean, nature. Really, why would they? Why would they start first? I mean, I mean, if if that's if it's true that there has been alien life in the galaxy for however long, and they haven't smooshed us yet, like for yeah. realsies, you know, like why would they? Why? And you know what? If they did, we probably deserve it because we treat our planet like crap. Let's just be real. Yeah. Okay? Look, we yeah. have no respect. Most of us do. I, I've, <laughs> say, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Sometimes I feel like, well, like a nut, but this is neither here nor there. Uh, sometimes you don't. <laughs> but sometimes I do feel like maybe a reboot is in need you know, for this planet because we're kind of like kooky people. You know, Maybe a comet hitting us and just starting over again not, might not be the worst thing in the world. I'm just saying. I just have, you not seen, of- have you not seen the news lately? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the news. Let's talk about the spaceship in this video coming out of Saturn's rings because that is a much more happy topic. Yes. That's cool. Like this this y'all need to watch this video because you watch the whole video is four minutes. It is a good four minutes of your life because you actually see the cylinder shaped object moving in and out of Saturn's rings. And I can't bat squatch this. And the two Mm-mm. Photoshop video experts on the call. Especially when the videos were taken so far back in history. They're 40 years old, if you think about it. They're from the 70s. This is just crazy. I mean, you get like the 309 into the video, it really zooms in on, on the object, and it almost looks like a rocket, or what we would think to be a rocket. Right. Uh, with its shape, it's just, it's weird. It's a rocket man, baby. The rocket William Shatner's man. on there. Rocket man, William Shatner. Saturn. So what's going on on Saturn? In the rings? What's in Saturn's rings? What do we know about? I don't know. I know nothing about Saturn's rings. Is there something cool in there? I don't know. Is, isn't Saturn uh, somehow connected to uh, to Lucifer? I'm just wondering. Anybody know? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard that. But thanks gonna, for trying. I'm gonna Google that for a second because I think there's some connection there. Google, tell me, Lucifer <laughs> and uh, Saturn. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see if there's anything on Google. Jesus is Lucifer and the hidden unicorn. I am of the uh, that uh, Lucifer has gotten a bad rap. However, Satan, that's the one you got to worry about. Lucifer, probably just a nice dude that rebelled against some bullshit. I'm just saying. All I can say is Lucifer is a great TV show. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Oh my God, he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. This guy, Uh, whoever the guy that's playing him, it's it's hilariously great. It truly, right. truly is. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't really go nuts over a non-sci-fi show, but this one's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, and, and hear me out before you over-talk me, guys. Hear me out real quick. As far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry if I was over-talking you. No, 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 you weren't. But don't really, do I'll now. try not to do it again. Thank okay. you. For, yeah, I appreciate that. <clears throat> you're, you're the man. You're the other guy. Now. <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. Now, is it just me or is, you know, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, 
is it just me or is he being the bigger man in this whole thing? Because, you know, he hasn't said a word about God. He has not back-talked him. He has not really, like, trashed him anywhere in, in, in biblical times. But yet God wrote a book talking all this kind of nonsense. Yeah, he was a fallen angel and he sucks and he's red and he has, like, wings and horns and he's an ugly mofo. And God's just talking trash about this guy. And Lucifer's like, look, dude, I'm not saying anything. I'm just leaving it alone. He's being the bigger man. No, he's downstairs, and he's minding the store down there. Now, the question is, is Lucifer actually really good, or is he really, really evil? Because if you think about it, is, is the devil really, really evil because he's punishing the bad people? Isn't he? But why would he do that? Why would the devil punish the bad people? Those are his people. But, but okay, it's so, not. But it's not the devil, really, that's punishing the bad people, though. It's if it's God, because if God thinks that you have not followed His sense of His set of rules, then He's the one sending you to hell. Yeah, but here's the that's thing. That's how I mean. Yeah, that's I understand that, but and but here's I also the thing. need to point out that depending on what you read, Lucifer and Satan are two very different beings. So careful interchanging them, because well, whatever. Okay. To, yeah, there are two names, and they're not always the exact same entity. Well, wh- whatever. Lucifer's name actually uh-huh. means light bearer. That right. doesn't sound like oh. an evil being to me. Well, maybe he's an evil Satan, light bearer. Satan, on the other hand, you. Not, you just well, let's, let's, let's talk about Sa- let's talk about Satan for a second. Why would Satan, um, you know, do harm to evil people? Those are his people. If you've caused trouble, if you've killed people, if you slaughtered, murdered, caused genocide, he would love you. He'd like open the gates of hell and be like, "You're my boy. Come on down and hang out. Come on, I got a big titty hooker with some cocaine on her for you. Have fun. Go at it. Yeah, baby." Hookers and blow. Remember, that got us kicked out of Dark Matter. Hookers and blow, baby. You know, think about it. Why would... Never. Why would the devil torture you? It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, do you think, do you think you're going to go to heaven and, and Jesus is going to open the gates and be like, yeah, welcome in, other guy. Yeah, you've been a fantastic human being, and now in heaven, you're going to have all the blowing hookers you can have because this is heaven, baby. No. From all the reports, heaven is a really lousy place. You go up there, you have you meet your parents, your grandparents, your aunt, uncles. You and just you say, hang out with your family. Yeah, no, no, you just go up there and you hang out with your dead relatives for eternity? That blows, man. You'll be there like for 20 minutes being like, man, I wish all my friends would die. Like, I'm bored to tears up here. Like, have you ever been at your grandparents for the week? It's boring as hell. It depends what kind of cable TV setup they have. Yeah, they probably don't have that up there. I'm just saying, they probably, it's, the, the signal cannot reach. I'm pretty sure it's on the other side, man. You're the other guy. You should know about the other side. I get hate. Well, we, you know, it's radio waves. You never know how far they transfer, tra- you know, travel throughout the universe. So, yeah. Yeah, that word was giving trouble, so he switched up. You saw that, Crystal? You saw how he did that? That was good. I was, was going to tra- say transverse <laughs> the universe, but, you know, that rhymes way too well, and I'm not an angel, and I'm not a rapper, so I passed on it. That's and okay. I'm not a rapper. Just reminded me of yo, a video yo, on YouTube. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper. Wow. All I can say is oh, wow to that one. Oh, I don't know. I, I, look, I, look, it just, it, <laughs> religion is a mess, you know, but you know is. what? I think the thing about that is, is that, you know, when you're that much of a bad dude, I don't think you care. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, hell is just, I, <clears throat> hell is a fear. I, 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 I'm really going to be mad if when I die, you know, the, it was right. And there is a heaven and a little white cloud and a white guy with a beard who doesn't belong and like that doesn't happen because Middle East guys, it's just whatever. Anyway, and then, no, you know, no, there was, no, cause, no, cause, no, you know, because I am definitely. You don't get no virgins. 
Never mind. I, I have broke. So, like, I'm going to hell, y'all. Like, that is, if they are right, I'm going to, and I'm going to be really here's mad. A, here's the thing, Crystal. Here's <laughs> the thing. It, but I don't think it is. I, I think it's, I really just think it's a fear tactic. It's like a prison of your own mind. I yeah, think if you believe, if you, I think you are imprisoned by your beliefs. I really do. I generally think you, if you believe that you are going to hell, your afterlife is going to suck. I really well, here's, that. here's, here's the thing. Um, if chances are that, you know, hell is real and, and heaven is real, heaven is a very lonely place because everybody on this planet has sinned. At one point or another, we've broken the, the commandments, we've sinned, whether it's been doing drugs, Jack, cheating on women, or on men. You all know, you gotta do is go to church on Sunday, say 10 Hail Marys, put some money in the thing, and you good. I was Catholic, I know how this works. Yeah, but what if you're not Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm part of that chosen people, so it's like automatic free pass in. So. But what if you're not part of the chosen people? Huh? Then you guys got a petition. And you, what if you're not Catholic? <laughs> hold on, what if you're not Catholic? You're not part of the chosen people. You're somewhere else. Like, you're, you're a Jehovah's Witness or yeah, worse. Well, yeah, you're 144. Uh, I, I think we all have to watch the movie 000. Dogma to try and figure it out. That's a great movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. And and work. So I'll watch Dogma. Yeah, that'll 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 sort of. I love the beginning with the whole platypus thing. Because how did we even get here? How did we go from Saturn to Lucifer? Oh, because I asked with Lucifer uh, and telescope. Saturn. Had to, yeah, telescope. Okay, we talked yeah, about the telescope. Now, is yeah. there any other news on the table there, uh, Chris Brown or Crystal Storm or other guy? Anything else we, we want to bring up? Other than this, because uh, I, I want to take way back to you, Father. Myself, I read, Crystal actually read the one news that I was going to talk about, which was the Saturn, and and uh, so she beat me on that one. You know, it's odd. There hasn't been a lot. At least I haven't been all fine. I've been looking only on my open minds, but I haven't seen a lot of videos. I figured since summertime, we would have all kinds of UFO videos. That everybody's out doing their thing now, and it's always the prime of people out there getting. Seeing things, and but just hasn't been a lot. So. I will bring this up though. We did a skywatch the other night. I haven't been involved in a skywatch in a yes. very long time, and uh, it made me feel like you know, like a kid again. I wanted to go buy equipment now and do a skywatch every every weekend. And I want to give a shout out to Bill Forte, you know, the New York skywatcher himself, uh, yes. for an awesome uh, time with uh, with his skywatch. And we saw some stuff. We saw some stuff in the yeah. video, uh, stuff shooting through the screen, orbs mm-hmm. blowing out of control. I mean, we saw anomalies that you would not believe. We saw a so. very bright orb. He recorded yeah. nine hours of this thing. Nine oh, hours. Well, I was I was involved for like an hour and a half, and uh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I even made a bad joke, which didn't come out right. I meant to say something, and I said something else, and I was like, oh man, I feel like an idiot, and uh, I just kind of left it there. And I was like, hope nobody gets mad. That was really stupid. But well, it was a fun time. Bill, you know, he has uh, an awesome YouTube channel, so check his channel out. And, uh, you know, support his Skywatchers because he is doing what we talk about. Skywatching, right? That's yeah. what we're all about. And, 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 look, in the future, I do want to get to more Skywatching. So uh, not only with Bill, but, you know, here in, in Miami, I want to do some Skywatching in, in my backyard. Because you can see all kinds of stuff. In fact... A couple of nights ago, I was outside. I, w- I wasn't high or anything. I was just outside. I know it's kind of weird. I'm outside and I'm not high. Uh, but I was outside and I was looking up to the sky. Again, I wasn't high. I was just outside looking up to the sky. Okay? Let him keep on saying that. He'll convince us eventually. Eventually, yes. So I'm looking up and I see a huge chemtrail. Right? And, I'm, and I see the plane. I'm like, that's a humongous chemtrail. I can't believe it's that long. So I started recording it with my phone camera and I zoomed in. And, you know, by God, I could actually get the shape of the airplane and everything on the video. It looked like you, know, you could tell it's an airplane. And it's really far out there. So I'm, I was shocked that I can get the shape of the plane and the chemtrail. I recorded like three minutes of this thing. 
that in itself is is a crazy, crazy conspiracy. The whole chemtrail thing. Yeah. Why are they spraying so much of that chemical in the air? That's an excellent question. You know. Yeah. What's up with really, that? Really good question. Yeah. What is yeah, up with that? I haven't looked into it too much because I can only handle so bad news. That, you know, at one you know, time, and chemtrails really bothers me because I look up and I see them all the time around here. Um, so yeah, and I think here in Oregon too. At the point now that it's kind of not so much a conspiracy theory anymore. Um, it's you know slowly moving out of the realm of conspiracy and warrant to know guys there are really chemtrails up there. But the why it, that I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, are they terraforming the planet? Are they just uh, releasing fuel for the hell of it? I mean, that can't be good. That much fuel in the atmosphere cannot be good at all. No, I don't think there's anything good about what's going on there. And I've seen and I've seen airplanes in the past. By the way, whoever's moving their headset, please stop. You're you're killing me here. Um, I've seen airplanes in the past, and I've seen airplanes without chemtrails. So they can be made. To fly mm-hmm. without chemtrails, so why is it this airplane in particular had so much fuel coming out of the, out of it? I mean, it just boggles the mind. It really does. Right. But I want to get back to sky watching. I want to do that in the near future and actually uh, do that uh, more and more often. You know, talk about it on the show. Maybe present some videos and stuff in the future. Uh, like you know, we're gonna have video this week when we go to the uh, the Mufan uh, symposium on the weekend. That's gonna be great. Hopefully, yeah. Ah, I cannot wait for that, guys. We're going to have a table at the symposium. Uh, we're going to do interviews on video. We're going to do some stuff on audio for for the uh, listening audience. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we get to do some live recording or live broadcasting as well. I haven't done that since uh, since 2011. I haven't done anything live on uh, one of these events. And, and never at a ufology-based Ta-da. event. I did it at uh, Comic-Con, you know, Wizard World, uh, Megacon. Stuff like that, but never at a, a MUFON sanctioned event or a ufology sanctioned event. Uh, almost got to do it at the UFO Info weekend a few years ago, and uh, that never happened. Other guy. Well, yeah. You know. Thanks for pointing that one out. Yeah. Don't worry. Man, I'll, I'll make it up to you. I was disappointed you, because I was, dude, I was uh-huh. so looking forward to that thing. I, that was going to be like the best I know, time ever. I know, I know. Let's not get into this conversation right now. It's so sad. It breaks my heart. But right. this, but well, this is going to be a fun weekend. If you guys, uh, you know, have. Uh, any chance to go to Orlando? If you're in the area, if you're you know thinking about going by, go by. Look us up. We're gonna have our own table, and uh, you know I'm very approachable. You know I have my bodyguards with guns, so be careful. They will shoot. But you know the other guy doesn't have any bodyguards yet. Uh, Crystal's humble. She has no bodyguards, and you can approach them. You might have to go through my peoples to get to me because I'm the superstar. And I'm in Oregon, so there's nothing you can do. To me. Yeah, you can't do anything to this guy over here either. But look, yeah, seriously though, approach us, you know, we'll, we'll be more than happy to interact with you and talk to you guys for, for a bit. Anybody, you don't, have, you don't even have to be a famous ufologist. Just see a yeah, if anybody's person. going, call in, let us know that you're coming. That'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm looking they forward to seeing a, a Other guy, there. what's the telephone number? Don't ask me off the top of my head, I don't have a <laughs> Three years later, he still doesn't know the number. It's amazing how that I know works. it starts with 786. Two four five eight one two seven. Now, can you repeat it? Oh, I just like seven eight six. I can repeat. See, he still can't do it, and I just said it. I just yeah, said it. No, I didn't hear fast. you say it. Ah, Goose Fraba. <laughs> <sighs> but look, the event is going to be awesome. 
Uh, I can't wait to be there. You know, Alejandro Rojas is going to be there. We're going to get to, like, finally meet in person. I've known him for years and years and years. Uh, UFO Think Tank was his original show. They got me involved with uh, doing this on the radio, on, on the Internet, and uh, got me interested in doing my own podcast on ufology. Because at first I was just, like, talking about random stuff. It was, like, it had nothing to do with ufology. It was just me talking crap. And then one day I decided to do a, a show talking about some UFO-related stuff because I heard his show and, and he, you know, I went to his page and I joined the chat room and I started talking to him on there and he's such a nice guy that he you know talked back to me and became a friend and of course then I met Jesse Randolph and that is now history's you know one of my closest friends UFO Not Radio and uh, you know shout out Rich. to Jesse hey shout out to Jesse Randolph met Rich Giordano who became a friend of me you know, and then the enemy and then friend again now we're buddies and we're good and you know look this is uh, you know the, how I got started on this thing because of these people and I'm going to get to meet Alejandro in person which is going to be really cool cool because you know when you talk to somebody for seven or eight years and you never get to meet him in person that's kind of like weird right so we're gonna get to meet him i'm gonna get to meet crystal storm my co-host on the show here i've never met in person for crying out loud (laughs) it's been way too long it's ridiculous and you know i think steve hudgens i think is going to be there too steve hudgens is going to be there yeah morgan uh beal is going to be there we're going to get to meet these folks Mm -hmm. in person that's going to be exciting as all hell but uh, you know the most important person for me to meet is crystal honestly Aw, I can't wait to meet you too. It's it's ridiculous. It's because I feel like I know you because right. we've been friends for so long. So and I just and I can't believe that I've never actually met you. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, weird. That's it just was... crazy. And it, it's funny because I was on a, on another show recently. Uh, they interviewed me. <laughs> it's like, why would they want to interview me? I have no idea. But they asked me, "Hey, you want to be good. a?" That was a good wanna, interview. You want to be on the show? And I was like, "You want to interview me? What, what are you smoking? Really? <laughs> me?" You're the hell did that guy to say? <laughs> but it was a fun show. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Dino. And uh, it was a good show, uh, Paranormal in the Night. It's the name of the show, I believe. And uh, it was a fun show. Um, I went on there. And, um, you know, it, it's funny because I mentioned you, Crystal. And, and uh, you know, I, it, to me, it's weird because I've never, never met you. never mentions me. I did, actually. I mentioned you also. And I, I mentioned how much fun I have talking to you and to her and to Chris and how fortunate I feel to have you folks involved in the show and, and uh, to be your friend. And be your, you know, co-host for such a long time. And, uh, to know Crystal for such a long time. And Crystal was literally the first person that jumped on board PSN radio and, and became part of the network years and years ago. We've been, yeah, she was immediately about it. So, you know, that's why she is the most important person for me to meet because she's a friend, somebody who I love to death. You know, she's somebody that's like, like one of my best friends in in this thing. So, um, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Crystal, you're awesome. And I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet the you know, Morgan Beals of the you world, the Steve Hodges of the world. I, well, I hope you don't so. have a bad back because I'm going to jump right on you and give you a big hug. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm I do have a bad back. I had a I had a pretty bad accident in 2008, but okay. I can take it. I'm a big guy. I'm a, I'm a strong man. Ah, you'd be I'll all right. Out. You'd be all It'd right. be funny if I broke you. I'm playing. That, that, that would be hilarious, though. Okay. <laughs> it, it <literally laughs> <laughs> oh, the jokes uh, I want to crack, but I'm going to choose not. Other guy, don't. Just don't, man. Just. Don't well, let it go. How do we ever get guests? How do we ever get a guest on this show? I don't I have know. No it's idea. amazing to me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but we do, and we have one coming up in a few minutes here. So, guys, let's hit our uh, next break here in a couple minutes. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a fantastic hour with our guest tonight. That's right, Mark Brinkerhoff. Brinkerhoff. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Brinkerhoff. It, it is Brinkerhoff. Yeah, yeah it is. Brinkerhoff, yes. I think, Mark I think so. Brinkerhoff. No, Brinkerhoff? We gave him a really good intro. With his bio and everything, we just we're having trouble with the last name. We're sorry. You, you, see, you hear that? What the hell was that? It's yeah. the cuckoo hour, folks. That's why I can't pronounce the oh. name right. It's a cuckoo clock. Okay. <laughs> I'm 
was like, what is going on? <laughs> See, as you guys know, my house almost burnt down a few nights ago, so I'm not doing the show from my studio room. I'm... I saw those pictures. I'm very glad <laughs> wait, that wait, your house what, did what? not burn down. You missed those pictures? Yes. Yeah, other guy. You... stuff was on fire. Dude, I got home on uh, on Friday, and I, I, there was smoke in the house, and I was like, all right, who's smoking pot? Who the hell is doing it in my house? But it was, right. like, it was like electrical smoke, right? So I run to my room thinking it's the computer that's messed up, and nope, it wasn't the computer. It was, there was a huge power surge. I guess it happened a couple times on Friday, and my power supplies, uh, the you know, power surge supplies blew up, like literally one exploded into a fire. And mind wow. you, it was next to the wall and next to the TV. Nothing else got damaged, but there was a ring around the um, the actual uh, power surge protector. Uh, it was nothing but black ash, and the power surge was melted. Like it literally, like there was definitely fire because it melted the plastic. Oh, so the yeah, fact that my house is still crazy. here, the fact that yeah. I can still be in in the house doing a show, that I have power again, uh, I'm very blessed for that because uh, honestly, the house should have burned down. It really should have. The TV was right next to this thing and didn't catch fire. Nothing else got really badly damaged. Well, the living room TV got a little bit damaged, but from the power surge, the back panels don't work. Microwave doesn't work. You know, it's a little stuff I that can be fixed. I would expect that. Yeah, it's something. You I know. mean, you would yeah. expect it a lot worse with those pictures you showed us. That's, you know what I'm that's saying? Crazy. You know, you I have a guardian angel, my friend. You yeah, my mom. I, that's the only thing I can think of. My mother was like, "No, you ain't burning my house down." Uh, uh-uh. uh, ain't happening. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Big Mama taking care of business from the other side. So you know, I'm kitchen. Well, yeah, the kitchen is beautiful, by the way, and uh, Mom designed that. Uh, so I'm very lucky to have this home. I'm doing the uh, show now from the living room until, well, you know, the smoke smell leaves that room because, you know, I got bronchitis, so I can't really be in the studio room because it smells like heavy smoke in there still. And I had even the windows open, and you can see the, the smoke doesn't go away. So I was like, let me put my computer in the living room and do the show from there for the meantime, and then eventually I'll go back to the studio room. Uh, but, you know, the cuckoo clock that my mom loved to death is on the wall. So at the end of the hour, you're always going to hear that. Cuckoo, cuckoo, <laughs> That's what I really think, That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> with that said. I thought, I, I thought it was, you know, my brain. Well, that's cuckoo also. But anyway, with that said, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to have Mark on the line with us, and we're going to talk about his experiences, his uh, life, and his times. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Del Shaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions, providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom-built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more supermanhomepage.com here's a riddle for you what do the california gold rush of the 1850s secret societies coded messages mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named charles a a delshaw all have in common the secrets of delshaw by dennis crenshaw and pete navarro go to www secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. 4,734 UFO sightings in 2007. 854 abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from public knowledge for years and only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. TheUFOStore.com Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. everybody we're back live on sky watchers radio and uh we have uh had an interesting uh few minutes here off radio trying to get our guest mark on the line and uh and phyllis is with him also in the room and uh it's uh interesting uh the way skype works because even in the future nothing works right right it's nothing, the future nothing works right yeah. nothing works right yep. oh, Skype. Captain Kirk never had these many issues. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And Chris, this is funny because when we had the Skywatch with Bill the other night, I was just going to make a joke about how Puerto Ricans are, you know, like dumb because they can't work Skype and the mm-hmm. Skype part didn't come out. But apparently Cubans are just as dumb because we can't get Skype to work. So. <laughs> and that's me. I'm the Cuban and I cannot get it to work. I'm just, I don't know why, but Skype is not being very helpful tonight, guys. I'm sorry, but we have Mark on the line and Phyllis on the line on their phone. Old school, like, you know, like Art Bell used to do back in 1947 or whenever the hell he was doing the show, the first time before he retired. Uh, old school way, man. Mark, welcome to Skywatchers Radio. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show here. 
Well, thank you for having us on. Thank you. Hi, Crystal. Hi, everyone. Hey. <laughs> that Hello. Hi, Mark. Yes, the, hey, you're how you doing? Uh, Jackal, the other guy, and uh, Mr. Swag, Mr. Chris Brown. Yes, Angel the Jackal Espino, that's me, that's that's I. Uh, Mark, tell the audience, and, and I want you to speak up a little bit because you're a little bit tiny uh, sound. You're, 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 it's on a little bit uh, tiny. Tingy. I, oh, the phone? Yeah, yeah, speak nice. up a little bit. There you go, perfect, just like that. All right, don't move for the next 45 minutes. Now... <laughs> I want to go in depth here with you because uh, you've been uh, researching, uh, you followed you for a long time, you've been capturing stuff on, on video and images for a long time. As an avid Skywatcher myself and as an avid fan of ufology and a researcher, which I like to call myself because I, I spend many, many, many hours just looking at videos, dissecting photos, uh, trying to see what's real and what's not. And uh, there's some that, you know, I don't have a girlfriend right now, so this is what I do, Mark. I'm sorry. And this is something that I call fun. Most people call this insane, but I call it fun. And you've been doing this also for a long time because it's part of your life. You know, what got you into the, to, like, what was the first experience you had? I want you to tell the audience the first experience you had that made you say, oh, I gotta take more photos. I gotta do this now. This is what I am now. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. Um, if most people, have, well, who know me, I guess, would know that this has been all my life. My first experience was on a spaceship at five years old. My first experience wow. watching the stars was upstate New York when we moved there from Yonkers, New York, uh, to an area uh, about an hour away, and we had a total black sky of night stars. So I would be on the backyard and I could look at the sky. I was four years old, four and a half. And so experiences occurred back then where I had, a, a, you know, I saw an ET actually in my room, but it was a small little one, very friendly, very. Um, and, and hold on, Mark. I, we're having a really hard time hearing you. You're coming in way too low compared to the rest of the audio. Um, how far are you from the microphone? Come on, come over here, Mark. Do you hear Phyllis better? Is my, can you hear me better? Yes. S slightly, yes. Okay, Mark. Mark, get in, get on, take this phone over here. Yeah, listen to Phyllis. Always listen to the woman. I've learned that in life. Always listen to the woman. Okay, he's going to have to. He's going to have to leave the computer, so. Oh, was he, like, talking from across the room? Because that would explain Okay, I left the computer area. Oh, much better. Wow, we can hear you now. Okay, cool. Okay. That's interesting. See, this one, one phone acts one way, another phone acts another. Hmm. <laughs> this, this is like the story of your life, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> definitely the story of my life. <laughs> Jesus. All right, could wow. you continue, Mark. Sorry you know, about that. I had a bizarro experience, too, as a kid sitting on the back stoop in the daytime just looking at the sky. And my intuition, or let's say that, I'll call it that for now, made me look to my right. And there in the sky was a flickering object that then looked like a meteor. And then it zoomed over my house, and it was like a smoking trail with a little fire at the front of it. You know, So I thought, that's weird, because, you know, it looked low like it had been watching me. And... Um, I followed the trail. I had to go from one yard, yard and up to the school, and it landed in the field in front of the school, and it just smoldered into a little cindering thing. And I ran up to go to it, and I was going to think of a way to get in. And I kept hearing intuitively, do not go near and don't touch it. So it might have been a tiny meteor, and it might have been radioactive. But that day, after that, I watched the dirt in that area, and it always had a yellow stain of grass. 
little huh. spot, like a five-inch circle, roughly. So it burned a little spot in the ground when it would look like a little smoldering sooty burned mark into the dirt and uh, burned the grass on that field. But as I grew, even in the sixth grade, that stain of grass was always yellow. So I figured it was radio- radioactive. It might have been a little meteor, but maybe I was intuitively told to look to my right by the, uh, my friends on the other side of there to see this happening and to see it. So I always think, to this day, I think of finding like a little metal detector and going out there to the spot because I knew where it is and uh, mm-hmm. just to see what what's underneath the dirt, a little tiny meteor or something. So what's stopping but, you? Why haven't you done it? That, that was going to come? No, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this, um, one day I was in laying in the bed and you're awake, right? You're laying there with your eyes closed and I felt someone was in the room. So I look and there's no one in the room, but I could see, and all of a sudden from behind the banister on the bed, at a little footboards, a little E.T., white-skinned little thing with uh, big eyes and blue irises, like irises like a human would have, waves to me and goes back behind the bed post things. So I get off, and I'm looking around and climbing around on the floor, and I'm looking under the bed, and I'm looking in closets, and my grandmother walks in the room, and she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm looking for that little tiny person that just winked at me. And um, she said, what person? I said, what? They, they, and I was trying to describe it, but I couldn't describe it, except that I said, well, you know, look like Casper the Friendly Ghost with giant eyes like we have with a little blue spacesuit, you know, a little collar on a little spacesuit. So my grandmother said, oh, you must have been dreaming or you must have been something. And I said, no, I've been laying here awake. <laughs> and so I felt somebody was in the room, so I just looked. So that was my first experience with one of the little beings called the Ilalu. Who the are Ilalu. Actually, yeah, very sweet little beings, very small, about not even four feet high. It's a very pretty they're name. physical. They're dimensional. Right? They're fifth, well, then you said they're fifth dimensional? Fourth dimensional. I'd oh, fourth dimensional. I'd say dimension over because, okay. um, I mean... Second dimensional, third dimension. If you want to think of this as the first dimension, we're on the depth density. The, we're 3D, but we're not third dimension. People have confused that for many years. But, but those are not your peeps. No, those are not my peeps. They're the friends. <laughs> friends, are friends. That they come very close to this dimension. I love your wife. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so, so when people talk about grays, these are not grays, but there's different species that resemble similar looked to the greys, but they're not the greys. So, uh, and I know, I knew Betty Hill pretty good in 1976, 77, and in 78, Phil's and I went up for a week to stay with Betty, and we had a nice UFO come over, a big giant one. So I told Betty about, she knew my experiences too. She always thought it was an alien coming to take her to the ships, and um, that was a funny part when I first met her. But the thing is, is um her aliens, people around wanting to say they're grays, but they weren't grays. They were not anything looking like a gray. And if you look at her model of Junior that she used to carry and have on her mantle, it was an E.T., but it didn't have a huge head. It had large eyes, yes, but it had irises, not big black eyes. So um, they were not like acting like the grays, but they did do the tests with a little drone-type beings, are the ones people mistake for the grays. So it's funny that her experience, if it had anything to do with a gray-type being, you would think that maybe that's that. But they didn't have gray skin either. So I don't know. 
I, I talked with her about that for a long time. Are they even uh, old enough to remember Betty Hill? I know, right? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, I remember. Well, okay. Betty Hill. I mean, you know, I was I wasn't around when this whole thing went down, but uh, yeah, of course we know who Betty Hill is Betty and Barney Hill, yeah, legendary case. I'm yeah, very jealous great. that that you got to speak with her and talk with her, and y'all were friends. I'm super jelly right now. Well, I don't know if you you might have been just. I don't know, Chris, I, how old you are. I know, but seriously, you could Betty, be uh, been ten years old. But wait, in 1976, I don't I'm know. just saying that Betty was just a victim. Betty, Betty was cool. She was. She was cool. Yeah. She was just a victim of a you know a happenstance occurrence. And I asked her back yeah. then. I uh, I said. Are you mad at what happened? Do you ever get angry? And she said, I was in the beginning. I was very mad. You know, I want to scream, tear things apart, you know. But she says, as time went on, she said, I began to feel they really didn't hurt me in any really bad way, that some earth doctors could harm her even more, she said, um, or hurt her more in different ways. But that um, they told her and Barney that this was a random thing, that they were flying by, which is what I tell people, please do not just aim your flashlights at anything you see flying up there and start attracting it to you. <laughs> right. You're getting, you can't do that. Um, there, there's a telepathic communication that we communicate with me, and so when I see certain UFOs, I know who's in them. I can feel or hear. But there's been UFOs all my in different times of my life where I saw things I didn't aim anything at flashing or anything. I just like, okay, have a nice night. Bye. You know, because I got no vibe from them at all. And sometimes we have to remember the Earth has their own spaceships. They're not deep interstellar spaceships unless they have ET help. That we know of. Yeah, right. <laughs> we never, never know. Have, man can't in his own spaceship that he makes to fly to the moon cannot go beyond the moon and Van Allen belts and all that stuff because the radiation goes right through the metal. Well, and on NASA, known technology, but if, say, we have something in our black budget projects that we've created over the last 60 years, who is to oh, know what we have? With the help of the extraterrestrials they work with, they would not be able to come up with a spaceship for technology that the ETs have. That, um, their spaceships are like, like a planet that could, like Earth has an atmosphere and things around it. Their ships have a field of energy around them that repels uh, asteroids and different things around them. That's interesting. So they're almost or, they that is interesting. Are they almost organic? The hmm? I'm sorry. Are they almost organic? Kind of what, a, the planets? a blend of no the no the the spaceships. Yeah, the, the ships. Some of them are. Some of them are like plants. The way you think of a plant, there's no other way to explain it. Well, they Mark, I brought, I brought up earlier. Planet. Earlier, I brought up the, uh, the the possibility of the moon being a, a base that was mm-hmm. brought here, uh, something like that. Are you talking about? Uh, no, but the moon is a is a spaceship, basically. Because I've been to the moon and seen it, and I've been there out of body as well when I was five years old. And as I got older, of course, I was going out of body there. And when I met Ingo Swan years ago. We talked about things like that. Oh, wow. Haven't heard he that said, name in ages. For real. Oh, he was a good friend. We've known him almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, well. He passed away in January um, 19, uh, 2013. January 30, 31st. Yeah. And uh, he said, Mark, out of all the people I've ever met on planet Earth, you're the only one who's seen what I've seen on the moon. And I think because of that time, that was what connected us. And plus, we also remembered a feeling of past lifetimes before. Each, with each other in space. But that was our connection. Yet um, Inga was amazing. He was the super psychic beyond psychics of any planet. 
Like when he looked at me, he knew my story. And I told him nothing. And nobody knew certain things about my story at that time when I met Ingo. And when he met me, I just sat down. I had my book. He was looking through my book. And um, I saw him flipping pages with the UFOs and the pictures. And I said, oh, I usually help talk about what's in those pictures because I was getting a cup of tea. And he says, oh, that's okay. And he shuts the book. And I said, oh, so you you understand? (laughs) He says, so he goes, so how was it very claustrophobic for you when you came in to that baby you took over? And I went, wait a minute. Whoa. (laughs) He says, (laughs) you know, you... When you took over the baby that was dead, and I went, oh, you you know this? And he says, this is things only Phyllis knew. Nobody else knew this. Nowadays, when I when I do a talk, I might talk about it now, but back in the nineties, no, I didn't talk about that. So I said, you you know this? He says, yes. And I said, oh, okay. He said, I said, yes, it was very claustrophobic, and it affects me to this day. <laughs> so my mom was having a miscarriage, and she was eight months pregnant, and the baby. Was, was still was been stillborn, and I was monitoring with an, another friend, and uh, the spirit of this being, a uh, baby, came out and floated towards us. We were way high up, high up beyond the ceilings in this hospital up, upstate, and uh, soul went by and says, "Baby's going to be born dead. I'm leaving." Takes off. So now we know the baby's dead. And we only have a few seconds to figure out what to do. So my friend says, do you want to try this one? Because we were trying to have to get in. So I'm a walk-in. That's when you come into a body and animate it again. But I didn't have right. to create. The creator animates it, not me. But the thing is, we go, and I hovered over my mother, who was, I didn't know. I really didn't know her energy. I was just watching. And I'm hovering over, and I said, yeah, I could work with this energy. And so as soon as I said that, they said, then you got to get in now and connect. So you have to connect to the head area. Well, I have a question. Yeah, uh, what happens to what happens to the baby's soul that left the body? I mean, does it get reincarnated in another body? Does it go to heaven and join the other to, dead people? To, yes, they went to what we call the heaven levels. Okay, just frequencies around here, where your past family would be. And um, boring. I always told my mom. My always told my mom, "You got the, the kid that was there is going to be there over there probably." Because uh, she had miscarriages later too. So if this child's soul, let's say soul wanted to come back in, it it couldn't make it back in. So it mm. could come back in another way through another family member. I don't know. It's up to them, not me. But this this is somebody I don't know. I don't know that soul. I just took over the body. I knew my father. He was from space. I knew him. And I knew my mother only by visiting Earth in ancient times. And I came back around in ancient times we were here. Heaven sounds so boring to me. You're just up there with your family members. and No. I'm with my other family. I call them the friends and crew. That's <laughs> your true family. <laughs> the families which we, the, the families you are born with, and um, that maybe you want to do some have some karmic things that are going on in the same physical dense planets. And then um, there's your true families, your your soul group friends. You know the people you go to and hang your with. peeps. But so basically, peeps. you're telling me that the heaven dimension. Thank God. Is- them are a lot more fun than what we are led to believe. Well, we can't oh, yeah. wait to get there. Like, yeah. that's, all, that's all I can tell you. Anything you ever <laughs> never had or wish you had or could have had, uh, if, if you were, let's see, how do we do this? <clears throat> if somebody was born with 
a missing leg. Well, of course, you have your leg. Well, wait a minute. I think you just have to just state one thing. It's if you, you have to believe in reincarnation to actually understand the relevance of what he's talking about. <laughs> if you don't understand reincarnation, then it gets a little more difficult. If you understand that you keep coming back and forth, you know, so you can learn all you need to learn in this density, and then once you, you learn all you've needed, then you can go to the next density. And it's basically birds of a feather flock together. So yep. when Mark and I leave this density, we're not going to, we'll, we'll stop by on the heaven realms around Earth, but we're headed for a huge Arcvana, which is a, a spaceship larger than. Uh, Any planets. So if that's the case, though, then you never really get to see your relatives because they're going to go on different missions when they leave this life. Oh, so. yeah, see them. oh, you can see them. In fact, if your grandmother or grandpa or mother, father or anybody or brother, sister, somebody might have passed away recently. or My mother recently passed away in March. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay. And they're yeah. on the other side. The family waits for the family. Your mom, dad, come, everybody waits for the family. And when, you, when we get over there, we say hi. There's a party. There's a nice party. They throw things. I've been there. I, I like parties. <laughs> All kinds of parties. And um, <laughs> but now what you guys are thinking? I'm thinking, thinking of some bad party there. No. Um, you know, like we said earlier on the show, Mark. Get together. <laughs> it's a gathering. It's a beautiful party effect. I'm hoping um, to step it up and try some new type of space drugs, but. Go on. <laughs> Heavenly drugs, Chris. Heavenly drugs. <laughs> Heavenly drugs. So what it sounds like is you I mean you, you I mean you die. The soul the soul moves on to the heavenly dimensions. We stop, we say hello to the people that we've knew that we knew from this density. We say hi to our soul peeps who are like our real people peoples, and then we go wherever we want to go if well, we've learned the lesson. If if you leave this planet, and I think this is important for the audience because I, we do talk about these things in our other Exploration lectures we do. When the more you learn here right now, the better it is. When you get to the other side, you will remember certain things. Your life flashes just before you very quickly. I don't know if anybody's had one of those experiences, but it's so fast it goes right past you. And because um, I've, I've had a drowning experience as a child, and I went to the other side. <laughs> Somebody drowned me by accident. They didn't know they were drowning me. But um, uh, and, I, and I actually went out and they said, oh, no, I don't want to do this again. No, no, I'm not coming back with this, no. Because it took so long to do this, <laughs> to get to this body. But then I went back in and everything was okay. So what happens is when you get to the other side, you're going to be asked, how have you helped and who have you loved? I'm screwed. Meaning more than what <laughs> You've you got plenty of time. <laughs> hmm? Meaning... Who have you loved? Have you loved your brothers and your sisters and your neighbors and and, and the and the pet dog and cat? No, no, yes. Yes, because <laughs> animals have souls just like us. Yeah, I love my animals. Not so much my brothers and sisters. They're kind of like they're iffy. Okay. My brother's cool. <laughs> yeah, my box of bulldog. Your, your is karma everything. comes into your family relationship. It's usually that, and you got to forgive everything, everything that's ever been done to you in any negative way, bad way, anyone that's ever hurt you in any way and you got no holding of grudges that's what drags people back to fix the stuff if you can release everything and say you know I will not mind to create I will not mind but I didn't this is all set up okay I took this out as a challenge okay great and that person did this to me well maybe I did it to somebody else another time the person that put the thumbs down in the Roman gladiators well now maybe they get there something's happening to them now we don't know we, we do not judge this but this is how it might have happened a bunch of people die suddenly. We don't know what they did, but usually that happens in some way. So we say, 
it's not us. We cannot. We can only pray for them. Or, you know, send them love as a soul. That's all I, I can do. <laughs> but we cannot judge them. Here, here's a question for you, Mark. What's the purpose of this trial and error, uh, life after life? I mean, what is the end purpose to to do what to master how to live? You're a soul. You're a galactic being. You're a universal being. You're and when you got one soul, that's you. You might have different personalities as you come back and forth in different times and different places on different densities. But when you're on these lower densities, like this physical density here is, one of the, is the lowest. This one right now is the lowest. That's why it feels like a hell, because it is kind of a hell. Because as you think, things happen. If you dwell on negative evil things, somehow negative evil things come towards you. Right, <laughs> but, but, but what's... Happy things. But do you know what yeah. the the end purpose is of the whole thing? Because to well, me, it to seems yes. it, it seems like a, it seems like a like a silly uh, experiment by some uh, some twelve year old god with you know nerd glasses on and a pocket protector saying, "Hey, I'm gonna mess with all yeah, these bees." Futurama, I know, right? Right. I mean, it, just, it sounds weird and silly. Like, I mean, why, why would a god do this? No, no, no. You're <laughs> hold on. You're simplifying it too much. Imagine that you're a, you're an evolved galactic uh, soul being. You're let's we call it they're universals, and and so what we are or what we become in these particular lower densities is is they aspect themselves off like a little to go fraction. experiment again in a, in a new let's say in a new density. system, a new solar system or whatever, and Galaxy. and then sometimes on these lower densities that particular aspect of a higher uh, self, let's call it an oversoul, can get stuck a little bit, and so it goes on, on ad infinitum down into infinity. And but you uh, come back. I mean, I can understand infinity. doing that. I can understand that doing it for like maybe a few thousand people, but for you know millions of years, it makes little to no sense. It's infinity. What yeah, it is infinity. But infinity. here's the thing: even where I come from is from another galaxy. That galaxy is long gone from another time. It's gone. We came to this galaxy here to help. To help awaken people in a sense wake them up the ones that are stuck on these low dense levels these are frequencies that are very dense easy to get trapped and confused on because things get forgotten very quickly when a child comes in and is born usually they remember certain things but they can't speak it because they have to relearn how to use this body but they are telepathic and mom and dad can usually mother especially hears the baby or feels the baby's intuition knows what's needed even by sounds it makes but a father learns it too and so there was a long time ago, a little girl was looking, this is a true story, but she was looking at her little baby brother in the crib, and she, the parents were watching from the door, watching her. She's like four, maybe five, and she whispers to him, tell me what it's like in heaven again. I'm beginning to forget. And that's what she whispered to her little baby brother. And so the parents were like, whoa, because the kids remember. I remember everything about the other side. So I was having a hard time not knowing why people didn't remember when I was a little kid. And I would say to one kid, you know, in kindergarten, I said, I said, Tommy, you don't have to pretend to play with those toys on the floor in school, you know, in kindergarten. I said, don't you want to talk about where you come from, home, on the other side, where we come from, home? I called it home. There was another word from it, but I didn't realize nobody understood that. Home to me was the spaceship, but I didn't, didn't have a name spaceship for it. And um, when the movie E.T. was, uh, Spielberg's people asked me the information. So most of that movie, based on my information with home and uh, the, the telepathy between Elliot and E.T., was based on the telepathy you had between the crew and I and my overpart. And uh, that was back in 1978, the day I met Phyllis was March 3rd, 1978. 
and I came to New York to meet with Spielberg's men and women to talk to them about a movie that Spielberg's planning to make about a child having a contact with a benevolent extraterrestrial. Now, and they just, were searching America to find what to talk to. It was it was Tim Beckley. Tim they Beckley. Him up. Mm-hmm. They called up Tim Beckley because he was Mr. UFO and said, do you know of any Timothy Green Beckley. That, you know Tim, right? Timothy Green yeah. Beckley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They called Tim and ah, they said, Mr. do you UFO. know of any young, young person that's had a positive experience with extraterrestrials? He says, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And he called up Mark. <laughs> Is there any one guy upstate I know? Yeah, Mark, you, you were on his show and uh, he was on PSN Radio for a while. Yeah. You were a guest on the show, yeah. Yeah, it, with you. Yeah, yeah, with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the last one was we were on with Tim Swartz and Tim Beckley. Correct, yeah. But um, you just kind of see that there's um, the, the ETs that I know, this benevolent ETs and friendly beings, they call this boot camp earth as a joke. It's just a little joke with us. Boot camp earth, you know, this is where you go to test yourself. You get your get it all out and try to figure this out. And most galactic souls are here. You know, everybody's a galactic soul. They're not just an Earth person. They've come from other places before. They just can't remember it all yet. But the thing is, is you can get out of body and start to have experiences and remember things. And that's a different type of programming you have to do, subconscious programming, like a computer. You're putting a program in and saying, tonight when I fall asleep, then I automatically leave my body and I'll be on the other side. Or I'll be on the other side and I will go with my guides and friends to the spaceship that's over America. We have uh, three spaceships that are interdimensional. One's over Europe, one's over America area. So it takes over all this area, 2,000 miles long. European one is similar. So anybody in Europe will go to that ship if you're out of body projection. And that's the Ashtar Command. And, yeah, this is part of the cruise upstairs at the higher level there. Wow. I know people have heard of this being Ashtar. Well, he exists. He's a real person. But he's a, a dimensional Assyrian, a high Assyrian. Yet he can materialize a body if he needs to, like like masters and other teachers, and um, Yehoshua as well, who's beyond all that. He is the true person, Yehoshua. So this is the thing. When you leave on a planet now, this dense level, whether it's this planet or another planet, another solar system, and this frequency like this Earth is right now, dense, physical, heavy, physical breathing and eating and all that stuff that's on it, you try to learn as much as you can. When you pass away and get to the other side, you're going to be asked some questions by your own true self, actually, mostly. But it looks like an angel is talking to you or a being of light. You're going to be asked these questions, like I said, how have you helped and who have you loved? And you'll come up with, your mind will come up with images. Your, your spirit guides and friends will help you. They will be there like, like um, witnesses for you. In case you say, well, I, I don't remember how I helped. And they might say, remember this? Remember when you helped the person out of this? Remember when you helped this person? Then they'll help you with that, if need be. But usually you recall most of the things. And um, how have you loved and who have you loved? Things like that. That's, it's all based on spiritual, a spirituality thing, not like how much money did you make and did you become a doctor or were you a brain surgeon? No, they don't ask that because it's not about that. Because your soul is about... Yeah, but if you become a doctor or brain surgeon, you're helping people. So why wouldn't you bring that yeah. up? Well, hang on. We know a so, lot right. of douche doctors. He would say, we know some doctors that are not say, nice or she. <laughs> A nurse would say that. Yes, she would say, I was a nurse and I helped with all these things. It doesn't matter how much money you made unless you say, well, I made tons of those money by doing these things, but I gave it away or helped those people in different places. I did so much for them. Then they, they'd go, mm-hmm, that's what you're supposed to do. Because like when they say, mm-hmm. he who has much 
more is dependent on them. You know what I mean? Like you got lots of millions. Right. You've been given millions to work with that to help, not to hoard it. And that's that's the way the energy works in the frequency of light. With um, the, the there's always a give and take of something. There's always an exchange of energy. So a person ex- hoarding energy, which is also money, is an energy. If they're hoarding things and they can help, and they know they can, but they hoard it out of fear of loss, that's a, like a little mark on them. They'll go, ah. When they get to the other side, they're going to go, damn, I could have done that. I had it, and I should have done that. Darn. You know, that's the kind of thing. But it's not something that's make you come back to reincarnate. The things that make you come back and reincarnate is guilt, grudges, anger, hate, murder, things like that. Where you've heard it sounds like the, the dark, dark side. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. the dark side. I was oh. say. You know, that's uh, my my biggest fear. In, my biggest fear of death is reincarnation, Mark. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't want to come back. Like when I die, I just I don't want to. I don't want to return. Anyway. You're coming back as a gerbil. <laughs> as long as it's not involving Richard Gere in any way, I'll be okay. I feel like I picked to come down here because I I mean I can see myself doing this to myself. I can see myself looking at Earth and being like, Yes, I am bored, infinity, challenge accepted. But I was a really difficult birth. Y'all don't know this. I was born with a cone head and a black eye. The minute I got wow. the body, I was like, Oh hell no, what did I do? <laughs> she knew. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 seriously, born with a, there are no baby pictures of me because I was born with a cone head and a black eye. I was like the worst birth for my mother. That, I See, didn't want to come out. Crystal, I was like, this is, no, next story. This is why you and I are so close. Uh, you will say, you know, I was beaten up before I got out. Hey. Yeah. You know, me, this is why me and Crystal are so close because well, I'm drawn with a cone head nowadays. I don't know if you've seen my. I, I, I know that babies have that. And then it, their head comes back more normally. It starts flattening more, you know, rounding out and flattening down from the cone effect, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it right. did. It did. My, my, my head is no longer cone shaped. It's 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 it's. I'm Regular right, shape now. Sure. We're on shaped head now. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Mm-hmm. And I like what you said too, Mark. Especially about how children are very intuitive about those things. Because I'm gonna tell you something nobody else knows either. When I was grade school, overactive imagination. Obviously, I'm a writer. I'm that type of person. But I was. It's for some reason I got really hung up on dimensions when I was in grade school, like to the point that I would not stop talking about it. And I used to draw spirals everywhere. I'm always drawing spirals, and I'm trying to explain to people that these are the dimensions and this, that, and I to the point that my mother got so concerned and my teachers got so concerned that I was sent to counseling, and I was told to stop talking about these things. I had to go see a counselor for like a year because that went allowed. Like I was, I was too overactive imagination with. They shut it down. What age were you now? I uh, young, like I want to say, like she was like thirty seven. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like yeah. this happened yesterday. They were always trying to shut down the galactic children. Yeah, the galactic the, kids. The advanced kids always got shut down. Now the spiral is a very sacred symbol, and it does represent dimensions. And so your intuition, right. your over self, your whole true self, knows this. This is all stuff that us as total selves know, all the information. We know why we're here. We know all that information. Now, when they say, what are you here for? We're basically here to try to remember. You want to remember who you truly are, your real true self. What you see in a mirror is not you. It's an illusion. Get it? It's just the soul in a body, more like a human in a car. Each car can change from shapes to different styles and everything. Your bodies will change from different shapes. Male Can I trade mine in for a newer model? Yeah, I'm not too happy with, with my model myself. I still get the same warranty. I got that baby fat still working in your market, so it's not good. And why would King Jong Un come back or come to Earth looking like that? I mean, why? I, I, King Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? We also take on challenges. Why would <laughs> Donald Trump want that hair? Why would Donald Trump be like, I need that hair. You're fired if you give me that hair. They got karma to work out. I feel like they, they got lost. They, they need help. Well, like personality. Whatever they felt they wanted to do, we don't know. You know, because you can, um, all I can tell you is that when you get out of body, if you get out of body, remember, you're getting out of body. Have you ever had a lucid dream where you're totally awake in the dream? That's a lucid yes. dream. Yep, I've had those. When you realize it's a dream and you know it's a dream and now you're playing mm-hmm. along in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. What you could do at that point when you play along is re- program yourself to remember, to remind yourself, as soon as I wake up in my dream, I'm going to do this. Go over to a mirror in your apartment or house, depending on where you're out of lucid dreaming or whatever you're seeing in your lucid dream. You could be looking at water glass, windows, mirrors, whatever you're seeing on your your side of the dream, program that now I'm going to go look in that mirror and see my true form, me, my true self. When you do that, you will see a representation of not you, the way you look here, but the higher self form of you. And you might not look like you thought you might look. You might look like you perfected. You might look like a tall version of yourself, but different, still stylized. You might have larger eyes. You might be blue. You don't know what skin color tone you might choose. You don't know. <laughs> it's, it's amazingly wonderful. And when I've done this with some friends and, and uh, people who have remembered, they were amazed because what happens is they see themselves and they say, my gosh, it's not what I expected at all. You know, like one of our friends, I wish, um, dark hair, ended up having like blonde hair. Not expecting that. And, and um, also people who I knew physically here who passed on, who had things that they would tell us, well, if I had money, I'd get plastic surgery and fix my nose. She hated her nose. When I get on the other side with her, she passed away, and I helped her get towards her parents. She finally got that and, nose um, job she needed. When huh? I saw her, her nose was perfect. Cause she, she said, I I didn't know what, and she goes, do I, I, I mean, I could fix everything? I said, to her name, her name, I said, yes, so-and-so. <laughs> if you could see yourself right now, you are perfected in the form that you felt all along within you. So, well, Mark, she had a quick nose on earth, had, she's totally different. Well, Mark has that ability. He talks about things like most people talk about, you know, going out to dinner and having a beer. Right. So Mark is <laughs> basically out of body Sorry about that. visiting the heaven realms to, you know, to see one of these uh, friends that had crossed over. So he yeah. was visiting. Yeah, I can do that. I, when people have asked me, so a person dies, when my friend Bryce died and then in, my friend Ingo died, I saw Ingo on a spaceship. He comes over to me and says, look, Mark, I got a spacesuit." <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, you do, because you know, he's from space. That was the idea, the kid, we're kidding around. Now, my, my other friend, Bryce Bond, he was on the other side, and um, I programmed myself to go visit a person who had passed away that was in the family, my sister-in-law's sister, and I had to program myself to remember to go look for her when I get to the other side, when I wake up, when I'm there. So I'm talking to Bryce, who I know is on the other side, and all of a sudden I'm slowly connecting the program is entering. I'm like talking to Bryce, and all of a sudden in my head, he's talking to me, and I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In my head, I'm saying, wait, hold it, I'm here. <laughs> so I said, Bryce, Bryce, i got to go <laughs> look for my... And he says, oh, oh okay. I said, I said, that's why I came, that's why I came. He says, well, get going, get going. So everything worked. I got to the person. Not only saw other people on the other side, um, and angels and everybody else and these other beings, and uh, I programmed everything as I went by. I said, remember this, everything... So I get to the family, 
we have a niece that passed away early, and so she was there. But shall I tell that story? No, it could. helps people. It's okay. Yeah, you could. It, it helps. Okay. A, a man and another <laughs> a man gets up in front of me, introduces himself. He says, hi, I'm Tony. I didn't get a chance to be born. So he telepathically says this to me, and I thought to myself, okay. We shook hands for a second, and I said, okay. He's telling me that because someone in this group maybe had a miscarriage. Maybe some, I just got to ask the people in the family, did someone have a miscarriage? I think Tony's here. You know, did something happen here? So I remembered that. Then some dogs came to greet me, and one was like the corgi, two corgis or three corgis, and another dog that reminded me of a collie, like long-haired, short dog. Do they speak so your dog. language, or how do they communicate no, with they dogs? No, they just came to greet me. They were part of the other family. I didn't know these dogs. Okay. And then a big so dogs do get to heaven. That came over. And so this cat greets me, and then it runs away under the tables where these other people are sitting. So even so in heaven, cats are scarce? About, uh, mm-hmm. uh, even in heaven, uh, cats get scared easily? They get scarce? They run no, away? No, no, they're petting. Now, all your pets <laughs> will greet you first, almost. You have oh, okay. words. Turtles, cats, dogs, anything. They greet you first when you get to the other side, and then your family comes over, right over. All your pets are there right, waiting for Very you. Very active place. Your dog will run to you and jump on you just to kiss you. So I get back, and I tell the story to different family people. We wrote it down, gave it to them as a memorial to the person. And uh, one of the, the brother says to me one day, that day, he says, there's no way you would know this. And I said, what? He says, you've, heard, you've opened me up to believe again. I didn't know if I believed in anything anymore. But there's no way you'd know about those dogs. I said, they were the family's dogs where they were long gone. And I said, well, what about the one that looked like a collie? He said, this is nothing that blows my mind. You don't know that. Our first dog was a long-haired corgi. He looked like a collie. Nicks. <laughs> he didn't. So I said, what about the tabby? He said, that's another thing. The person who died, that was her first cat since she was a little kid, the big orange tabby. So I had these proofs to come for the family that showed that I was over there meeting their person, their family member. What gets us later is like it was almost a year ago, a little more than a year. About a year ago, our sister-in-law says there's a tree in the yard for Anthony, and I said, Anthony, who's Anthony? I said, Tony. That's the guy that I that introduced me. I said, well, so we find out that our niece had an abortion, and she named the baby Tony. Oh my goodness! That's Anthony. So Tony, I mean Anthony. So Tony's the guy who came to me and said I didn't get a chance to be born, and he telepathically told me this. So now we know who Tony is or Anthony. And when we mentioned it to the sister-in-law, this had happened years ago, a couple of years back, maybe three or four years ago. When he said, "Do you remember Tony, who told me he didn't get a chance to come in?" That's Anthony. And now I was like, "Whoa!" So it helps the parents to know. Their daughter, who was our niece, is fine because I saw her. Her child is fine, even though it, he had an abortion, she had an abortion. So I want the people to know out there: anyone who's had an abortion and has been anguishing over this in any way, that they murdered somebody, or that, you know, some of these people we know, some people who've been tormented by this thought, the subconscious thought that they did something. Why did I do it? Just know it's all forgiven. It's okay. Everything yeah, but they did murder a life now that we know that there's a soul in the baby. And sometimes the the young teens or whoever did when they do these things don't know that um not all not all the time, depending on how big the fetus is at the time, the soul can connect but also can disconnect right away. Right. The same way I connected in. So now what would happen to like baby, to Tony, for example, he's up there, uh does he have to wait for the entire family to die so he can go to the next life or 
Uh, could he just jump in into reincarnation and you know, immediately? Why was he even there? I mean, what? It, it was like well, he was not like anybody in the, the earth knew who he was because he was never born. So why would he wait? Yeah, he around? probably was my my niece. He was probably reason to be there with her as somebody from her past and her times because I, I he was very nice, but. When he said that telepathically, he just smiled when he said it. I didn't get a chance to be born or come in, you know. That's what it means. So they, they go, okay, didn't get a chance another time. It's okay. Things can be set up. They can also come back from the family in another way if they need to, if they're supposed to. But if they're not, they just wait. It's okay. They wait and they, they work as guide friends on the other side for the souls that are here, their family that would be. And, uh, and, you know, it just happens like that. Like other children in a family, maybe someone else has a baby. And that soul that was missed in some other way can come through in that way. But generally speaking, I, I think they probably should know that um, it's like your parents die before you do. Normally, you right, know, usually. You know, you, normally, right? Not always. And yeah. so um, they they usually will wait until all of the kids come over before they make any decisions about reincarnating. No, I would hope so because I want to see my mother again. That that would be the yeah. only grandparents. Uh, Everybody's there. Great grandparents. I don't know about my grandparents, but my mother, I definitely want to see again. Yeah, <laughs> even if you never. I never met my grandparents, so I, I have no, you know, one way or the other. I have no feeling about the subject, though, than my grandparents. I never met them, but my mother, I miss greatly. And you know, the only thing that keeps me going is that you know, that one day I'll be reunited with her, wherever the other side is, if there is another side, if the stories oh, are yeah. true. I'll be able to see her again. But then people tell me, oh, but you're, you're reincarnated. As soon as you go over, you go to... Then I'm like, wait a second, so I'll never get to see her again. Because if you're reincarnated, oh, no, no, then what's the purpose? No, no, but now you answer that question. You answer that yeah, question, yeah, they'll don't wait for it. you. There's another thing that I love to throw in because I, I kind of figured it out a few years ago. Uh, you know, just because when you, when you live with Mark, you, you, you talk about these things, you know, all the time. I'll tell him the story about my Obviously, yeah. What I wanted <laughs> I to met. say was the, your, your loved ones on the other side that are tuning in to you will actually learn from what you're doing down here. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you if you had a more curious nature like you guys all have, you right. know, you're you're very curious about. Oh, mom, I'm so sorry, mom. I'm so sorry for what you're seeing. Now. <laughs> I'm in the living room in my underwear and a t-shirt, a, a wife beater on. I'm so sorry, mom. You should not see this right now. Just look away, mom. Look away. No, but they they learn from us. They they see what we're doing, and we're in. Well, no, it's not like they're hovering over us, watching everything we do. I would hope not, because let me tell you, let me tell you, Mark, because if I'm over with a woman and I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stuff with a woman, you know what I'm saying? I don't want my mom in the room, even as a ghost. I just that I do not want her hovering over that. That's just not no, good. No, they don't do that. No, no. In no. fact, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that I I know for truth. Okay, when anyone is doing anything that they do not want anybody to see or feel or, any, you know, even invisibly see. Mm-hmm. A shield of energy engulfs you. No one sees it. And Ooh, thank God for that. Protect you. Hmm? Thank God for that. Yeah, <laughs> your, your guardian angels who are your best buds anyway, and they don't care. They they are not like humans. Our guardian angels. No peeping Tom's are looking over us is basically the moral of the story. I like it. Good, that's good. I like well, that. Yeah, no, I like gar- that. angels they, they do. love us. The same, they love us, but they're not judgmental. They don't think of that way. They don't think in any term, like that's uh, like whatever people think on this planet. They they are protective of us, and they respect and love us. And so if we we're thinking of things or we're doing stuff, we don't want people to see us. Whatever's going on, you're taking a bath. I don't want someone tuning in. That don't worry, you're blocked. Everything's blocked. 
and and, and so is telepathy blocked for that too. Hmm. Interesting. You can block Interesting. Hmm. So, so other guy, you can look at that before and problem. I didn't yeah. realize how they do it until I got <laughs> Balfon came in. I knew they'd block it. They can hold thoughts back. They can do that with their intuition, their type of telepathy. And so when mm-hmm. I met the ET in the park, even though I was intuitively understanding something fishy was going on, I knew this was happening. As much as every time I wanted to say something to this pe- this guy, <laughs> he, I swear. <laughs> My thoughts would come to the forefront and go, okay, you're going to say, okay, ask him his name, what's he doing, Who's, who sent him, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden the thought would be pushed backwards into the, my head like it was going away a little bit in the air, you know, like a behind a cloud. And I was going, whoa, like it's not that important, don't worry about it. That kind of thing would come over. And I'd say, so by the time he gets up to leave, I still haven't figured out who this guy is, who is his name, who's this guy. And yet my instincts knew he was either an E.T. or an angel because his skin, his eyes, everything about him was not earth. So my, while he said that, I was talking in my head saying, well, look, he's got big, huge eyes like a space person. He's got pure, smooth skin with no wrinkles and no lines, not even a pimple, not a blemish, not a freckle. Um, his teeth are perfect. His hair, everything is perfect. And the guy's like almost seven feet tall. And he's huge. <laughs> huge. So look at this, right? And I'm trying to say this in my mind. Don't forget to ask me to say this. So this being was amazing. Now, I know him on the other side, out of body. I've seen him. And Phyllis met him on the other side, too, when I was with her. We share out of bodies. Not all the time. Not all the time, but we have. <laughs> and so we were together on the ship. And Balsan came over and introduced himself to Phyllis. He says, hi, I'm Balsan. I'm the one that was in the park. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like six feet from her watching, talking to my other friends. Do, do they know that? That that event happened last year. Mark was teleported uh, August tenth, twenty fifteen, and met an ET in the park physically. No, he appeared over to me and sat down next to me and asked if he can interview me. What park did this take place in, and where can I go meet some of these ETs in the park? It's the Central Park, right here up the block from me on West Eighty Fourth Street. I gotta start hanging out in Central Park. I mean, it does clearly no, 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 what no, you no. need to do is hang out with Mark. That's what, That's what Mark, I'm moving in with you for a week, man. I want to see <laughs> yeah. some of this. Hey, I'll be up there for Comic-Con uh, in October. Uh, definitely okay. want to get together with you there. Mark, I got a quick question tickets? for you. Because... My friend <laughs> wanted tickets to Comic-Con. He said they, they were sold out. Yeah, they were. I have booths there. Mm. Oh. Uh, Why? Yeah, Alan, Alan has an insider. Uh, do, you, do you need me to get you in to Comic-Con? Yes. Phyllis and I wanted to go forever. We never can make it ever. Ever. Uh, and my friend gets in, and I'm like, I'm make kidding. it so, I'm number kidding. one. Make it so. Make it so. All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, Angel, wait, but he's not in Skype. He's on a phone call, so he can't pass my phone number to him. No, no, but I'll pass it later. No, but okay. email. Yes, definitely pass pass my contact info. Um, we'll, we could definitely sit and talk about it and figure something well, out. Well, you got that, right? <laughs> I got it. Nope, I got you. Don't worry. I got you covered, Mark. No, I got it, Mark. Come up from the south and come with us. we got to go to one of these things. I've heard they're the best things ever. I've never been oh, it's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I've only been to the one in New Orleans, but they're great. I only have Real a photograph quick, of Mark. Leonard Nimoy from 1966 where he signed it. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Really? What? You've met some. Seriously, yeah. we got to hang out with Mark. Mark hangs out with people, guys. All right. Mark, this Real is quick, though. Is actually is. What? 
Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, okay. earlier you well, said that you can look, look up at UFOs as they're flying by, communicate telepathically with them. You gave us a warning. You're like, don't shine your light at every single UFO you see. So I feel like this is really important information. So basically you're yeah, telling us that we should not flag down every UFO because we might have a bad experience. Or any of yes, you might. Not always, but you could because you got to be very telepathic. Um, send out... I want, you better be telepathic or, or else. With help people <laughs> training this telepathy. Yeah, Learning how to discern uh, between the, the, the playful ones who are just monitoring and like looking around like Betty Hill's guys were. And I'm like, oh, we just decided last minute to take your you because your car was alone on the highway. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a question, Mark. Even Here's a question: when, when reincarnate, right? Uh, do we reincar- Can we reincarnate on other planets in this same yeah, reality and live a yeah, life like an, as an alien on Alpha Centauri somewhere? Yes, you can. And you don't oh, have to be uh, physical density to be Ethereans in their higher ethereal energy. Um, well, let's put it this way: Valiant Thor, with the Frank, Dr. Frank Stranges, was in a high Ethereum. Hmm. He came in, in a high, as a high Ethereum, and um, he could materialize a body. And the spaceship that was parked near Lake Mead, <laughs> it was invisible parked there waiting for him. He would go back and forth to the ship to acclimate his frequencies. Interesting. So he, he could appear physical for a while. But, but because he stayed at the Pentagon and all that, he stayed there for a while, he had to have a device with him. I know it because from the other side where, where we work and what we do, you have to have something with you to be able to keep a, a, their body in form for a long period of time. The E.T. in the park, Balthon, when he came in, he wasn't with me more than, I'm sure, not even 10 minutes. That's about the limit that they can take. And I saw him dematerialize. He just dematerialized. He was walking in front of a tree mm-hmm. and a bushes and a leaf, and I could see his whole body, and all of a sudden he was not there. And he, nowhere on the sidewalks, which were clear. So wow. that's exactly how they work. That's how the angels work, too. They materialize for, like, so many minutes, and then they're gone. An angel can materialize longer, though, because it's an angel. It's not yes, a I can. Different yes. And I was going to say, hear that, off. angel? Yep. Yes. <laughs> so angel. basically, so, so I like what I hear. And so basically, so long as we don't get stuck by the guilt, the anger, you know, you murder somebody, you do yeah. stupid, like, dark Eight. side stuff. Plus, when yes. Right. So the, all the dark side stuff. So as long as we don't get stuck, when we're ready to leave this body, we can go anywhere. Unless, best um, unless we grud- little grudges or little angers or little things that are just stupid, you know, like little uh-huh. petty things that you go, oh, so and so passed on, or I didn't know that, and I meant to say this to him because last thing we did, we yelled at each other. That's all forgiven. That's understood. But if there's something that still bothers you, but it's nothing bad, like I murdered the dog and killed me, you know, none of that. So, um, if it's nothing really bad, and it's just uh, frustration, things that never got worked out, you work that out on the other side when you get there. The souls, you meet up, you're like, hey, how you doing? And you remember when I did that to you, I asked, so what? You know, how stupid it is. When you're back, when you're there, you say, that was so silly. What were we worried about? It's like, about oops, that? I'm sorry, I bashed your head in. Sorry. With you know, Louisville no, that's, 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 that's a big thing, thing other guy. That's not yeah. a little oh. thing. <laughs> that's a big thing, yeah. Sometimes you can get instant karma on this planet now. The energies are pretty fast. So suppose something happens where a person, like you just said, maybe hit somebody, maybe even accidentally. You know, maybe swinging a baseball. What happens if you stepped on a bug oh. accidentally and you killed it? Forgive your, forgive and bless the bug. Yeah, we try not to kill. Yeah, them. I rescue everything. I rescue everything. <laughs> I had an experience with a giant cockroaches, those big, huge oh, bug things. Oh no! It was Hell no. I'm, I'm going to have to bless it and and get a. <laughs> get a Hell no! I, I, I don't know. 
It's, it was freaking out. It was in a tub, and it was running in circles. It was going crazy. And I telepathically said to it and whispered to it, and I said, don't panic. I'm just going to get some take you out of here. And it just stopped and looked up like, what? So when I got this container, and I went over to the tub, I just <laughs> oh, put you're this way too container crazy. on He just the looked side, up and said, and what? It, it did. Really? It went, what? And then it walked into the container, and then it turned around, and I picked it up, took it to the window, and it flew away. So this is how I rescue insects and spiders and everything. But, I need you in my house, Mark, because I see a spider but if, or a cockroach. But if you accidentally kill it. something, suppose you kill a mosquito because it's stinging you, okay, and it's stinging you or something, and you hit it, and you go, as you hit it, <laughs> you might have to say, sorry about this, but you're going on the other side, I'm blessing you right now, and you're hurting me now. You know, I, no, I, what, I, I, what I'm saying is, now, Mark, what I'm saying is, I got him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then you bless it. Killed it. No, I am blessing no mosquitoes. Now, come back to the butterfly next time. You know, right, I say things like that. Um, it's very important what you learn here and what your curious uh, inner instincts are about, about learning things here. Um, when you get to the other side, you want to try to remember certain certain things. And this is what we try to teach people in our little talks and things like this online and um, lectures and all, is that try to recall not just to go meet my grandma or, you know, or say head of family. Program yourself and say, I'm going to remember to ask the teachers and the angels to guide me to the teachers. I want to go to the teaching levels, the levels where the, there are places that look like giant campuses, but they're futuristic. They look like something from another planet, which is, they are. <laughs> Technically, but, they kind um, of are. Yeah. And you can ask what? for this. And um, when you remember to ask for these things and say, hey, I want to learn more about what's happening in space on the dimensional levels, I'll tell you something I never told anybody except Phyllis. And it's the first time I'm thinking people will probably hear this on the radio. It's that when we're on the highest, highest density frequencies, the highest of the light frequencies where we travel, in, including the 12 to 20 second dimensions. And I used to talk 12 dimensions when I was a little kid. Nobody understood what I was saying. But... We come from high frequencies like that. The over-cells are on those 12, 10 levels up there, which are not up there. They're right here, but they're just at the high frequency. Yeah. They're like, everything's happening right now around us, but it's hard for us to understand that. I, I do believe we're, we're all living on a frequency. We're all living on a wave, you know, and in, yes, in religious terms, the Bible says uh, God spoke and said, let there be light, but the whole term he spoke we're riding the wave of God. Guys, we're all out of time, unfortunately. You're right. Mark, I, I want to give you a... On those high frequencies of light, uh -huh. guess what? It's light. light. So when you're flying in space, it's space like we think of, but it's made of light. It's not dark. Yet there is dark in different areas we can go to. So there's a there's a, there's, in other words, there's a, there's a light side and a dark side. There's light and there's frequencies of light. And we could travel on the highest, and then we travel through to the sixth, seventh, and eight levels like that, and we can still see the dark that we see out there as the galaxies and everything glowing. And you also see in... Um, 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 alpha, alpha infrared light colors, right. and um, uh, the one that the um, bumblebees will see, besides infrared, there's that other one. Well, there's a million different um, frequencies of light. You know, like the infrared light, and then there's the other spectrums of light that the insects will see. Okay, the, yeah, the I, I don't know. I'm not sure. What you know, sort of infrared light, but not. And um, those colors are seen out there. So when you see some of the galaxies of pictures online, they might say, well, this was changed with the computer to make this glow more hot, red, green, whatever. Right, right, right. Something like that. Different spectrums. Spectrums. Yeah. You'll see that out in deep space on different frequencies, different dimensional spaces, which I've seen. So it's kind of, it's more beautiful than you can imagine. What we see here from Hubble is amazingly beautiful. When you see it out there 
from that perspective, you, your your mind is blown. It's beautiful. It's beyond beautiful. And everything is Mark, love. Is my mind is blown just by listening to that. But we do have to go. We have oh. Dr. J waiting on the wings to uh, get on the air. All right. Oh, my yes. God. Okay. Time. Have a good night. <laughs> We we uh, we loved having you on though. Next time, hopefully, we could hear you a little bit louder. It'll be great, you know. We could get the whole oh, Skype yeah, we'll have more to upgrade our Skype. Again. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, but it was fun having you on. We definitely have to book you back on and have you on for another hour here with us and, and talk about this whole thing because it, it, look, it is mind-boggling. It is interesting well, we stuff. We to the moon next time. We, next time we have to talk moon. about the moon. Yes, we could do a whole show on the moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Talk about the moon. Really, nothing uh, you can talk about that he, if it's paranormal, that he won't have uh, uh, information on. I believe you on our solar system, right? Let's just have um, a four-hour show where Mark and Bill Burns just educate the shit out of us. That would be great. Oh, I think that would be a fun one. Mark, uh, do, you, do you have a website? Do you have a website you want to give out real quick for the audience to follow oh. along uh, with your, with yes, your doing your work? Friends, intergalacticmission.com. We would prefer they go to, and to Facebook. You could go to Facebook and get links there, right? Mark there. M-A-R-C Brinkerhoff. Brinkerhoff. And just hook up... In the About section, you can get to the YouTube channel and also his uh, website. And Fascinating. Website to markbrinkerhop.com if you want to. It's my animal heart. That's okay. F- Fascinating stuff, Mark. Thank you so much <laughs> yep. for your and Phyllis for being on the show with us. Uh, guys, Dr. Guys J is next. Uh, Dr. J is next. Uh, stick around. We have back-to-back episodes of Dr. J Radio, and uh, we're going to be back next week on Skywatchers Radio after the MUFON Symposium. So we're going to have Woo-hoo! a lot of audios from that, maybe some video on YouTube, perhaps some incredible stories to share. So uh, hopefully you guys come back next week, and we'll be live again telling you all the happenings from the, the MUFON uh, Symposium 2016 in Orlando. Uh, guys, it's been a lot of fun again, and uh, join us next week. And uh, before we go, one more thing. Keep looking up to the skies and keep sky watching. Good night, everybody.